Hey everybody, this is Patrick and welcome to the Bark Night Podcast. So today we're going to do our Halloween special. So I'm your host Patrick and once again I have with us today Dan Carter. Dan, would you like to introduce yourself for anybody who hasn't seen you yet? Yes. Hello, my name is Dan. I um, grew up with Patrick. Um, I'm a push broomer bristler from Akron, Ohio and I'm happy to be here again. Great. Well, we're happy to have you. So, the first topic I wanted to talk about today was our 31 days of Halloween that we've been doing. Yes, sir. So, for anybody's information that isn't following us on social media, we have been doing a... We have been painstakingly working through watching one horror movie every day for the month of October. Obviously, October is not over yet, so we haven't watched all of them, but we've watched... A lot at this yes. point, like 26 or 27 or whatever. So, uh, I wanted to talk about some of our highlights and some of our lowlights from it. First off, did you want to talk about how you are doing yours? Yeah, so a few years back, my parents had uh, bought my niece and nephew a gumball machine for Christmas, and the kids just never took to it. They didn't even, like, they live in Long Island, so they didn't even take it back home with them, and they just sat in the closet forever. And then one day I was going through my parents' closet, just kind of cleaning stuff up, and I saw it, and the idea came to me to fill it with like little capsules with uh, movies' names written on them. So each day I'll just go over there and push the button on the machine, and it'll spit out a capsule for me, and that's the movie I'll watch. So that's how I've been doing it. It takes, yeah. it takes the choice out of it for me. So That's yeah. a really cool idea. What I have been doing is I, ha- I got a list online from this other podcast that I follow called Nightmare on Film Street. And they outline everything for you of, of like, suggestions. Mm -hmm. So, like, one the other night was, like, haunted hotel horror movies. Oh, yes. I watched one of those. Yeah. And I almost did. But I, I'm actually, so, so I, I'm a slave to wanting to watch what I want to watch. Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) something, any sort of guidelines, I'm just not good at. I like your suggestion, but I'm not doing that. Yeah, basically, I mean, so so every once in a while I will follow it. It's a cool list, but sometimes, like, so, like, the other night I was trying to watch The Haunted Hotel one, and I was like, all right, should I watch 1408, mm-hmm. or should I watch The Shining? I watch both. And so I was looking at them, and I'm like, The Shining is very long. I don't feel like sitting here for three hours watching a movie, and I've seen it many times. So I'm like, all right, I'll go with 1408. 1408 wasn't available for streaming anywhere. It, no, it was, but it was something with ads on, like, Pluto TV, which has, like, no, you're watching, like, 15 minutes of ad on, on, on Pluto TV. So I was like, that's, eh. how, that's how I watched it. Yeah. So I was like, Halloween 2 it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I went with. It was a hotel. No, it was not. It's a hospital. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, I've been doing a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. Of just like, eh, I'll watch what I want. It gives you the idea, though, so... It's a guideline, you know? That's what I'm looking at. Like, I'm not I'm not feeling like I'm stuck to it. It's all simply a guideline of, like, where to go if I don't have any idea. But yeah. I always have an idea. Yeah. That's that's good. I like that. I, you sent me that list, and I looked at it, and I thought about switching up. I already put too much, more, too much work into the gumball machine. I mean, in all <laughs> honesty, your gumball machine is a, it's an awesome idea, and I love it. And part of me was like, oh, I should steal that, but, like... I just don't think I'd be good at it. No, like, <laughs> you, you, you get a, you get a capsule. I'd be like, nah. <laughs> yeah, 
Not watching that. <laughs> <laughs> there would be a whole lot of that, and like at a certain point, I'd probably be like, "I'm not even gonna hit the button today." <laughs> like, cause I, I always know. I'm just like, I know what I'm in the mood for. And yeah. That's what it's all about for me. I want to watch something I'm in the mood for. Yeah. So. What are some of the highlights for you that you've seen so far? So, yeah, some of the highlights, I put uh, a bunch of movies in there that I knew were available for streaming and that I haven't seen. So it was nice to get, like, maybe not, like, super new. Well, actually, I put Totally Killer in there. It came out, like, two days later, so that was something. But it's nice to, like, maybe, like, a movie you missed on streaming, uh, having it pop out and be like, okay, now you have a reason to watch it. You missed it originally because, like, um, movie... Uh, a Korean zombie movie called Alive. Like it starts with a hashtag, hashtag Alive. Um, I hadn't seen it, I missed it. And I remember last year when I did the started the idea of putting it in there and watching that, I'm like, this is really good. And if it wasn't in here, I would never would have watched it. So that was a highlight, I would say, uh, as as above and so that's below. That's why I haven't watched it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it, it's good. Uh, as above, so below. I watched uh, after been meaning to watch that one forever. Just haven't gotten around to it. I really like that. I was surprised how much I like that one. The guy that's in that is in Friday the Thirteenth the remake. Yeah, that's right. He was the uh, one. One of the campers. One of the first ones, right? They got. Yeah. Yeah. So those two were highlights for me. Um, the Hulu movie, uh, No One Will Save You. That wasn't really even on my radar, but I threw it in there and watched that, and it was surprisingly good too. So I think that. The, like getting those ones that I kind of just skipped over, getting a chance to watch those, that was a highlight for me. And then like going back and like watching like some of the absolute classics, because that Gumball Machine's picked out some some bangers this year. Like going back and watching like uh, Silence of the Lambs for the first time in 15 years, and being like, this movie is fantastic. So those would be my highlights, I'd say. What about you? So I will admit that because I get to choose them all myself, there are a ton that I'm just rewatching. Yeah. So, one of the ones that I chose early on was The Faculty. This was something from uh, that, I, that I got from the Nightmare on Film Street one. And it was... So, some takes school? place in a high school yeah. or something like that. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> so that, all-time classic. I haven't watched it in a few years now. So good. It really is like just one of my favorite movies. And it's kind of nostalgic, too. I think it's definitely reached that point. Yeah, and that's one that I would I would love, love, love to see a remake of because the cast is so good. You got Jordana Brewster, mm-hmm. uh, Claire Duval, Josh Hartnett, Elijah Wood, um, John Stewart is in John it. John Stewart, that's right. He's the teacher. Isn't yeah. Frankie Jensen in it? Yeah. yeah, she's a teacher. Robert Patrick is a teacher. Like honestly, the the whole like the whole cast is unbelievably good. I would love to see all the high school students. I would love to see them somehow getting back in 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 a in a fight with these aliens that have like returned for whatever. Reason. Maybe they're the faculty now. Maybe, but I feel like that's like too convenient. That's too that's too on point. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> just all the students are 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 randomly like Josh Hartnett's character. There's no possible way he's going to become a teacher. That's true. He'd be in jail probably, unless he's a science teacher. Comes in and, and, and he's he's uh, John Stewart's character. Yep. That's always possible, but I just I still think it's just too convenient. But I don't, I don't think they need to stick to that formula, you know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like at the end of the movie, like the the end credits, like like a bunch of characters you thought kind of died in the movie or just like fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's like walking around yeah, with like I cash on right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that part. So that that was a that was a highlight. I also watched the Japanese version of The Ring. 
uh, called Ringu, or I mm-hmm. think it's pronounced, uh, a lot of places just call it Ring. So that was very good. I need to watch that. I haven't seen that yet. I don't want to spoil it for you. It's not that different from our remake that we've seen, that I've seen so many times that I love. Who's the guy that's in it? The actor? Yeah, uh, he's the Japanese guy who's just in John Wick 4. Uh, Hero Yuki Sanada, maybe? That sounds right. I know what you're talking about. So he's in it. He's very good in it. It subverts certain things that aren't... It's got So in this one, it's got more of a twist ending. That in the new version is... I don't want to say exactly compare them, but it's it's done differently, uh, where you are sort of like looking at it and being like, uh, like like oh all right I, I I see I see why they did it this way and I see why the American version did it this way. Okay. And it, it creates two two versions of it where you're like all right I like that. Yeah. I will say Hiroyuki Sonata, very good in this, really? much better than the guy. That plays Naomi Watts's like friend or whatever. In this, he's the ex-husband of the main character. Okay. In the new version, he's just the 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 male protagonist. Is like, I believe, like just a guy. I don't remember anything about him other than his death scene. To be honest with you. Yeah. So their their characters That's aren't really that similar. But Naomi Watts is much better than the woman who's the protagonist in this version. I didn't think it was bad, but like you've got Naomi Watts, who's like an award-winning actress. She's like one of the best American actresses. So <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to compare the two. So uh, I guess long story short, highly recommend you okay. to watch. I watched The Void the other night. I haven't seen that. You guys all rave about you that. You have not seen no, The Void. I know. We had a group chat, and there was two two other guys in it, and they all love it. And I haven't seen it yet. So maybe I'll call an audible and just watch that one of these nights. You have to. It's so good. I don't even want to talk about it because you haven't seen it yet. But it's practical effects, crowdsourced movie. You know I love practical effects. They're some of the best practical effects in years. So this is from 2016. Highly recommend that. Okay. It is, I've seen it, uh, that was my second time watching it actually. And I enjoyed it even more than the first. Because it, it ties in very well with the idea of like the Cthulhu mythos and like just Lovecraft Cosmic horror. I'm surprised we haven't had more of that. Well, that's a that's a different subject. Yeah. Unwelcome. I think I told you about this. Mm-hmm. Goblins. Yeah. Movie on on Shutter with goblins. I really enjoyed it. There's not much for list of movies to watch. It's, it's in my gumball machine. So just stumbled upon it. Yeah. So that was cool. New Nightmare. It was my first time possibly watching it. I own it on DVD, but I and I feel like I've watched it because it's open. <laughs> but I did. I watched it and I was like, I don't remember any of this. Oh, I don't remember it? a single thing of this. So that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a like. Some people say that that was John Carpenter's like test run for Scream. Not John Carpenter. Uh, What's great? What's great? His test run for Scream, like the whole like meta kind of thing. So uh, going back and like hearing that and like rewatching it, you're like, kind of see it a little bit. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah sorry, interrupt. Wes Craven's very good. The Boogeyman. Mm-hmm. I watched that. On Hulu, very good. I enjoyed it. Oh, the not, new one. The new one. Okay. Yeah, not the one from like 2005 that's, that's not very not good very that we just found out has a bunch of sequels. It's like four. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, the Final Friday, I 
hadn't watched that in a long time. I was like, oh, this is really good. And it, the, I love what they do with the mask mm-hmm. and the outfit with him and everything. Yeah. I had seen somebody complain with the remake about Jason running in it. And watching Final Friday, I'm like, he's literally running in this. Yeah. Like, he's not like a slow-moving dude. Like, he's not he's not Michael, you yeah. know? Freddy runs, too. Like, so, like, Michael's really the only one that doesn't. Yeah. That's a weird, that's a weird complaint that he wasn't running. It's like... Like, as you said, like, it's been in other movies. Like, he, when he was Baghead, Jason, he ran. Yeah. So I don't understand. Wait, when he was what? Baghead. Oh, Baghead. Yeah. They said Bad Cat. And I was like... That's a, that's a different movie. No. Bad Cat, Jason, don't Google it. <laughs> 13 Ghosts, always a classic. Oh, yeah. um, I rewatched The Exorcism of Emily Rose mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time. And I was like, man, this is honestly, like, such a good movie. It balances the idea of horror and drama, like courtroom drama, extremely well. I, I'm a big fan of that one, you know that. Yeah. And Return of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I watched that, and I am positive that I have not seen most of that movie. But once it gets to the end, I'm like, I must have turned it on, like, At back in the point. cable days. And, like, just stumbled into the last five minutes of it while waiting for the next thing to come on. Because I was like, I've 100% seen the, the last five minutes of this. And that's a weird thing, too. Like, nah, never mind. I was going to say, like, that's something that, like, modern audiences aren't going to have. Like, just flipping on the sci-fi channel and watching ten minutes of a movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, people do still have cable. A couple people out there. Freaks. <laughs> I haven't had cable <laughs> since. I, don't th- I mean, like, we had it in college. Sure. Because, like, they provided it. But I, other than that, I haven't had... I've never paid for cable myself. I threw you off your list again. That is the end of my highlights. Okay. So now... Lowlights. Lowlights. All right. So, I felt bad because, as I said, well, my mother had knee surgery and she found out what I was doing. And uh, I had pulled... She's like, take me with you. <laughs> I had gotten a movie out of my gumball machine that she loved. Called the Fun House, which was directed by Toby Hooper. Yep, and she of Poltergeist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame. That same fame, and she told me like how much she liked that movie, how freaky it was, how scary it was. So I'm like, all right, because I had to go over there that night to sit with her anyway. She's just she's just like building, building her expectations, it up, building up. it up, building it up. And I sat and watched it. I'm like, this movie is lame. And the main part was part that was lame was like the big bad, the guy who was supposed to be terrifying. It was just like a plastic mask with like drool dripping off of it, and it looked so stupid. It took me completely out of the movie, and I just, <laughs> I just sat there going like, "This sucks." <laughs> like I felt bad. Like I wanted to watch it because she loves it. She looks over you. It's on your phone. It's on my phone, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like afterwards, she like, asked how I thought about it. I couldn't hide it. She could tell I wasn't a fan, and she she said I was desensitized <laughs> from all the movies I've watched. I'm like, maybe you're right, but like that guy. What year is it from? Oh, late. Late seventies, maybe early eighties. I don't know. It's after Texas Chainsaw. It is, right? Like after Texas Chainsaw, before Poltergeist. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But like I said, like the the just like and he had like like gloved hands. It looked like 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 big plastic gloved hands, and he was like slashing people with them, and it looked stupid. And I just like it just took me completely out of it. And I that was probably the, my least favorite movie I watched. I would also say I had nostalgia for Freddy vs Jason, and I watched that, and I gotta be honest with you. It does not hold up anymore. Like I, I, I don't have any desire to watch that movie anytime again. So Freddy vs. Jason is on my low lights as well. I didn't hate it, but 
I was just like, like watching it. You're like, why are they doing it like this? Yeah. They get, they only get two fights in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the first one sucks. Yeah. The, the pinball part. Yeah. We bought, like, it's just like, oh my God, what, why are you doing this? The second one's pretty cool. Yeah. There's this moment. I'm like, saying, not, it's not a terrible movie, but it's one of those ones like you kind of had nostalgia for, like I said, and then you watch it like, I could be watching something else. Yeah. What I found interesting about it too was it, it seemed like the filmmaker or filmmakers or whoever was making decisions is doing very well in nailing the feel the overall feeling of a Friday of a Freddy of a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Mm-hmm. Doing very poorly with the Friday the Thirteenth of it all though, so I couldn't help but think like, like I, I wonder if they just hadn't watched those. You know, I think a big problem with it too is like the feet. The, the feet I'm sorry, the human characters just most of them are nothing people. Yeah, there's, like, there's, like, there's like one interesting character, and he gets he's like Freddy's first one when he gets his powers back. Uh, he's a, he's a little short guy. With the I forget his name in the movie. He's Will uh, Will's friend, Jason Ritter's friend. I don't remember any of the characters. No, this one I like. The other ones, same thing. Except the girl from uh, Destiny's Child is there. Yeah, and she has that unfortunate exchange with Freddy that is not very PC anymore. Yeah, I I remember that. But, yeah, yeah. I I would say that's those two. Were only like the real big low lights. I don't think I had anything else marked off. Um, I I had on there that I know what you did last summer. Kind of. Yeah. Isn't, isn't like. I think I told you like it was my silver medal for best like '90s slasher. I watched that back in 2018. I only remember it because I watched it like a couple months before the new Halloween came out, and I still really enjoyed it. I think the. There was one plot point that I kind of never really paid attention to, that the, the Billy Blue thing, where it's just like such an obvious red herring, like because like it was uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s character when visit the the and Hayes characters um, character, <laughs> and uh, and like he called himself Billy Blue when he did it, and then like when Jennifer Love Hewitt finds out that his boat's name Billy Blue, she's like you're Billy Blue, and he like gets all sketchy for no reason about it, and she runs away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like that's ah, really dumb. I remember that being stupid. And so. Yeah, it'd be a nitpicky. It'd take me out of it though. Yeah, I think I'd be a nitpicky, but I remember not like I remember watching it going, meh. So that's it really. You're Billy Blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you didn't use an alias? Like you just told her your real name? Like <laughs> you out of your mind? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's also I think I sent you the clip of like when she's like on the dock with him when they first get back and she's like I just can't trust you and she turns around and runs down the dock yeah. and it's a hilarious long shot of her just running down a dock <laughs> or she's like what do you want from me and is like spinning around. around yeah I mean so so all those things and like I think that brings the charm to the movie because you're you're seeing like all the things that scary movie made fun of right yeah and it makes like it. I don't know, it, it, it brings Scary Movie up a level, but it, like, almost brings this up a level, too, because, like, you know, you're not taking it seriously. That's true. What else? Any others? No, I think that's really it for the lowlights. Like, like I said, like, most of the movies that came out of the thing, I really enjoyed watching, so. And, like, I, I'm probably being too critical of, I know what you did last summer, just that, that whole plot twist was, like, that's really stupid. And the way they had it framed, like, your first time watching it, you're like, well, maybe he is, but it's just so, obviously not him, you know? Yeah. Because it, it literally would make no sense. It would make no sense, yeah. Zero sense. Like, if she had stopped to think about that for, for one second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, 
My main low light, the only movie that I struggled so hard to get all the way through, is Skinamarink. You said it was bad. Yeah. It honestly, I hated it, and I'll never watch it again because it's like. Uh, so it, a lot of people said online, like you need to, if you don't, if you're not one hundred percent into this idea of a movie, you're not going to like it, basically. And I thought I was. But, like, as you get into it, you're just like, oh, my God. This does not need to be as long as it is. That's, like, an hour and a half, hour and 20 minutes. And there's, like, um, you never see any character's face. You barely see any characters. It's a whole lot of, like, hallway shots and you listening to, to hear what's going on. And it's, you, it's, you're trying the, the entire time to decipher what is happening based solely off of sound, more or less. And for me, that's a cool idea that I probably could have done for... Like, for me, it, it's it's a found footage movie, so why not make that a short in VHS or something? No, oh, okay. Because that's an idea that I can put up with for 20 minutes and think it's great. Not for... An hour and a half of this was just like, oh my God. And so I start to reach the end, and I'm like, okay... So there can only be like a minute or two of this left because there's like 11 minutes left of the thing now. And you got 10 minutes worth of credits, so mm. we're rolling in. It doesn't have credits. <laughs> so I was struggling so bad for that last 10 minutes. I know it's coming. Yeah, and then like and then like I keep checking and I'm like, when is this going to end? And like it, literally the timer is like 10, 9, mm-hmm. 8, and I'm like, oh my god, they pushed this right up to terrible. the end. It, you would hate it. I would probably hate it. You would 100% hate it. And it's, it's you know, and I think there's a small audience for it. But, you know, whatever. I bet it costs five grand to make or something. So, then, um, no this one is literally something you could have shot in your house, own house, with your phone, and minimal editing software. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, so it's not just like, because there's no dialogue, like, you said there's not much dialogue, or there's no character faces. What was it? So there's, you don't really see the characters, you never see their faces, uh, most of the time you're only hearing them talk, and the entire time you're trying to just decipher what's going on, which is a cool idea, but you're not connecting with anything, and eventually it gets just so old that you're like, okay, come on, can something just happen? All right, well that does not sound very enjoyable. No, like, there's, there's entire scenes where the camera is just pointed at the corner of the room, and you're just trying to very listen to what's happening. And just trying to decipher it. Yeah, so anyways, that's enough about that movie. Some other lowlights of mine were Freddy's Revenge and Jason Goes to Hell. Okay. Only slight lowlights, mm-hmm. though. Um, I just didn't think, compared to the other movies, they're very good. So Yeah, that's fair. They have they had their redeeming qualities, though, and I wasn't, like, struggling to get through them by any means. It's just, like, Freddy's Revenge, he's not in very much of the movie. And I don't connect to the guy that is, like, the main character whatsoever. So it's like that one weird Jason movie where it's Roy Hobbs and not J- not Roy Hobbs, that's the natural guy. Whatever his name is, the paramedic killer, spoilers, instead of Jason, right? Kind of like that? Uh, I don't know. Okay. You know is what I'm that, about? Is that Jason Goes to Hell? No. So when Jason Goes to Hell, it's the worm that travels yeah. from like person to person. So it's like the same idea in both of them where you have somebody else killing a lot of these characters. In Jason Goes to Hell, it's a bit worse, though, because... Um, you at least get Freddy intermittently mm-hmm. in Freddy's Revenge. When he comes into the real world, it's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, I could see the issues with both of those movies. Both of them, I kind of have... This, well, I don't want to say nostalgia for it, but I watched both of them somewhat recently, and 
They're, they're both not as bad as they're made out to be. They're not awful, but they're, I mean, in the, they're bottom tier in the franchise, I oh, think. Yeah. That, that's, I was surprised to see Freddy's Revenge up pretty high in a lot of people's lists, though. And I'm like, well, maybe it's just because there's a lot of bad ones. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. What else you got? That's it. Is it for lowlights? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, though, you said, like, the Skin Ring movie. Um, that uh, Netflix, the, I forgot it again. Hulu, I'm sorry. No one will save you. There's like no dialogue in that. Yeah, which I don't necessarily have a problem with. I just thought that was really But things are happening. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, no dialogue and no things happening and no characters to connect with. That sounds hard sell. Yeah, that sounds bad. Like you said, it could be like a VHS, like 15 minutes. Move on. Yeah. All right. What's next? I mean, that's kind of a highlight, too, was VHS 85. I really liked that. Did you watch it? I haven't. You suck. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so that's the end of that section. So next, Remake Showdown. Uh, we both watched both of the Amityville Horrors Indeed. recently. Yep. So I wanted to take a moment to talk about these. I'm taking my phone out because I had taken some notes on them that I didn't want to write down freehand. So, yeah. Uh, what did you think? Okay. You watched both of them very recently. Very recently. Last night and this morning. Right? Last night and this morning, so about as recent as you can get. Yep. Uh, I, so the, the, obviously started with the original, and like right from the opening where it's just like focused on the house, and like the opening credits are on the house, and like there's nothing else happening, like there's like just windows of the house, I'm like, uh-oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And the movie just, that, that movie felt like it was on forever. It felt like it was like a nine-hour movie. It it's like I don't know. It felt long, and there was all these like subplots that went nowhere, and like afterwards, I'm like, that's a classic, kind of upward inflection. Yeah. So <laughs> I watched it recently too, and I found myself not. I didn't think it was. Uh, it sounds like you disliked it more than I did. But I didn't love it either. I was like, eh. Like, this is, for one, okay, Scary Movie 2. Did it not ruin the scene? Yeah. With the with the priest when he goes in and the flies are attacking yeah. him? Like, 100%, that, that scene is just ruined. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm surprised that they didn't do that in the remake, because the remake came out before Scary Movie 2. But apparently they watched that scene too and was like, yeah, let's stay away from that. Let's not do that again. <laughs> Um, the ending with, like, the weird pig thing in the window. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, like that was, I mean, and again, you, you don't want, you want to try to, like, think about it when it was made, 79. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, someone seeing, like, a weird bluish devil pig in a window would make them freak out. But for me, I was just like, that was weird. Yeah. And, like, the glowing eyes out the window, like, the other, like, big jump scare when, like, the little girl tells her that her friend went out the window and she looks out the window and there's, like, the two floating orange orbs and like that's that's scary-ish but like yeah. there's just way too much for not enough in that the ending is kind of anticlimactic too yeah yeah he runs yeah yeah I'm sorry I got confused for a second I had to read one thing so having watched both of them um and this is sort of a spoiler but like we're gonna do spoilers here so the dog dies in the remake, but doesn't die in the old one. And that's something I was like, good. Like, I like, I like that about the old one. Where like, yeah. not only does he, he it's, it seems pretty silly the way they do it, though. 
Like, where he, like, runs back in, he and falls then, like, he st- falls into, like, the big pit of tar, and, like, that whole scene is just, like, why is any of this happening? Yeah. Like, but, like, he saves the dog and then escapes, so. Yeah. But, like, plot lines go nowhere in the movie. The, the friend's girlfriend who was, uh, what's the word? Not clairvoyant, but she, like, had, like, uh, she said, she, I'm sensitive to these kind of things. That went nowhere. The priest side, line, st- side story went really nowhere. The whole part where, like, the plaster falls down, hits him in the face, then he's blind, but it didn't actually fall down. Yeah, the whole, what? The, the priest plot line, it, to me, seemed to be just very poorly done. It seemed like a lot of padding. The detective subplot went nowhere. The nurse, sis, not the nurse, the nun's sister, who shows up and is like, oh, the place freaked me out, and then leaves, and then that plot line goes nowhere. Yeah. And then the movie just ends, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't love it. I'll be, like, honest with you. Yeah. Okay. Um... What do you think now? What do you think of the uh, the remake? So the remake, you could tell they kind of went in there with the right idea, like take the idea and kind of like fix it up a bit, but it definitely falls too far into like the early two thousands jump scare, ghosty bullcrap that a lot of movies had. You know what I found funny in that one? So I will say I so, and I I thought this might be a little bit blasphemous, but like having watched both of them, I was like, you know what? I'll probably watch rewatch the remake before I rewatch the. Uh, Oh, the original. Oh, absolutely. That's not saying it's a great movie, but I think it's a little no, bit it's, more entertaining. I mean, it's got Ryan Reynolds in it, and he's doing very well, you mm-hmm. know? So in the old one, I didn't get the vibe that I really understood, like, that he's... I think they do the 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 differences between him being in the house and being out of the house better in the new one. So, like... Oh, okay. So, like, he's evil when he's in the house because the house is influencing to be bad, but he's good when he's away from the house. Now, in the old one, he seemed to be, just like, they, 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 they insinuate that, but, like, maybe it's just because he's just overall not that good of a guy, but, like, you know, they insinuate it, but I just didn't think they did it well, that well. Well, I mean, well. the old one, like, he goes to the bar to meet his friend and ends up punching his friend in the face, yeah. like, immediately. Yeah, 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 exactly. Josh Brolin's dad. Huh? Yeah, and, like, didn't something happen at the at the wedding he was at, too? I think he was just sweaty. Oh, yeah, no, he, he confronted the caterer. Yeah, he's like you'll get your money or something like that. Or... Yeah, so it's it like like I I I thought they did that better in the remake. Yeah, I can give you that. I thought the the older son there in the remake, um, Melissa George, Thirty Days a Night Girl, and I don't think I know her from anything else in those two movies. Um, her older son there, Billy, I found insufferable. I wanted to backhand that kid in the remake. Oh, okay. every scene he was in, he was just whiny and like eh, your dad died, and I was like. Couldn't stand him. Didn't, apparently, that didn't, he didn't even like, register to you and get him taken from your face. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing for you on that one. I'm just like, yeah. oh, okay. well, I don't know, man. Next time you watch it, the kid's annoying. Were there two sons in the. In there the were movie? two sons. The other one like, had like no screen time after like the opening credits. Is, so, so and is, Chloe Glace uh, Moretz is the little girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I found hilarious in the remake? When the, when the girl ghost is like on the ceiling. And, like, the arms are wrapped around yeah. her, like, trapper. And she's just in there. She's just, like... <laughs> and, like, you can tell, like, they literally, like, that's a girl on the floor just just doing this. And, like, it's, well, like... Which she's gonna look not great. even trying to get away, really. Yeah. Like, it just looked, like, so silly to me. And was she trying to help him in the remake? Or was she trying to be... Yeah, she's trying to help them. But then... Well, she said she didn't like the babysitter. The babysitter part in the closet was pretty cool, I thought. You know, like, that character's a nothing character. In the remake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, much better. Right. Almost the same, like, but like it just seems to be done better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like the whole part where like the little, the little ghost actually shows up to her and does the whole thing where she makes her 
put her hand up. Like, yeah, like uh, so that the remake has its moments. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's better than the original, like you said. And I yeah, I definitely agree with you. I watched that before the original. Like the original, I struggled through. It felt like I know it's a longer movie too. I think it's like probably like half an hour longer than the remake. I don't, I don't know for sure, but it felt like it. Yeah, I think that they did the the stepfather relationship a lot better in the remake, just because they they just talk about it more. Yeah, I will say, I don't think it needs another remake. They could do it better, but I I think the Amityville franchise in general done to death. So they don't need another one, although it could be done better. But I think this is an improvement on the original because they take all the ideas that are there and they just expand on them just enough. Yeah. The realtor in in the in the remake, I think that's a little bit better because in the old one, it seems like the realtor knows and I hope I have, don't have this backwards, but in the old one, it seems like the realtor actively knew that this place was evil and that she was sending somebody into an evil place. Whereas the new one, she just seems scared of the house. No, there's a scene in the, the, the remake, not to step on your toes, but like she sees like the, like a shadow going down the hallway when she's like talking to them, trying to sell the house, and she's just like... Yeah, but like I, I got that. That could like, be just like she just scared of the house too, I guess. Yeah, like she, she, she might have like uh, some... Weird occurrences have probably happened to her while she's there. Mm-hmm. Whereas the the in the the re, the original, she's like it seems like she she knows exactly what she's putting these people into. Okay, that's the vibe I got. Realtor talk. Yep. <laughs> okay, another thing that I got is that uh, there's a lot of ghosts in the remake, whereas there's very very little. Yeah. In the old one, and I think that's part of the problem is that like. It's a haunted house, but you don't actually have many ghosts. Or yeah. Yeah. So, again, like I said, a few... Same points. I don't want to just keep beating, beating him into the ground. But that might be a detriment of the remake, is they use that little girl ghost a bit too much, maybe. Yeah. But there's just more ghosts, more jump scares, and more gore yeah. in the remake. Yeah. And, like, um, I saw... like my I watched it with a friend of mine, and she, she complained about, like, the... The jump scare where, uh, uh, well, we're 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 in spoiler territory, right? Yeah. Uh, the remake where uh, they she, like Ryan Reynolds cuts uh, what's her face with the axe, but it was a dream while he's on oh the yeah, I absolutely hate those yeah. when they do that. But both movies did it. Did they? Yeah, the original had one where like uh, she goes in the room and he's standing over the bed, with the dead little girl with the axe, and that was just a dream. So both movies did that crap, but yeah, and there was a scene at the end of the remake. Where like the camera zooms back into the house and like zooms on the girl oh, and all yeah. this stuff happens and then like it, it like closes out with that and I was just like that's such a two thousand thing to do. Sinister does that too. Yeah, it does. And I read that like Scott Derrickson was so upset that the the studio made him do that. That little jump scare at the end. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Little dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like the little girl's at the end there and like she's just smiling like well, not even smiling camera just kind of like sad face into the camera. And then, like, something, like, pulls her down or something to the ground, and it's just like, okay, the house is still haunted, I guess, is the idea there. Right. So, remake's better. I don't have any desire to watch it again. And like you said, the Amityville series has been done to death. Like, there's so many of those. I looked it up. There's, like, 120 Amityville That's insane. Yeah. And, like, they're they're just going off the rails with it now. They're, like, like, in space, I think, is the most recent one. Like, the house goes to space. 
I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. No one should watch that. No one. Probably someone's going to be like, no, I'm getting a watch. It's the best movie ever. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. My mom's like, I think I'll watch that. Actually, it's like the sixth best in the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay, that's enough about the Amityville movies then. Okay. All right. So you can give a series a reboot uh, where it cancels out most of the series but is a direct sequel to the original. Yeah. Which I, Similar to Halloween 2018 or Exorcist Believer. Yeah. What do you do? I, I struggled with this. I went back and forth with a bunch of different ideas. At first I thought Leprechaun. And then I thought uh, Puppet Master. And then I finally settled on... You were like, well, to do this, I actually have to give a shit about the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Puppet Master, I stopped watching after the fourth one. And there's 13 of those. Are any of those good? I like the first four. Yeah? And they, they got, but again, they have nostalgia factors. Okay. I think that I have no connection whatsoever to either one of those franchises. Leprechaun gets real bad real quick. I've seen Leprechaun in the Hood. That's that, yeah. There you go. Name yeah. seen the, the, with that being the first one I saw, I was just like, I don't need to ever see one of these again. Yeah, that's and then if you go back and watch like the first one with Jennifer Aniston, it's not going to ring to you at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, so then I decided to uh, to go with my actual choice, which is Pumpkinhead. Mmm. Which is I still movie. haven't seen that. You gotta watch that. The series is very near and dear to my heart, even though when I really think about it, it's like one good monster movie. Stan Winston, he did the, he did the, the, the effects, and it was like his directorial debut, too. And I love this monster effects, and I like the story. It's got Lance Hendrickson in it. It's like a father whose little boy is killed by like a bunch of... Uh, pumpkins? Yes, he gets killed by pumpkins. No, he gets killed by like... Uh, Sorry? By teens, you know, teens, evil teens. <laughs> And uh, then he ends up summoning this demon to hunt down and kill the teens. But after he does so, he gets he gets second thoughts about it because he, like he's getting visions of the maybe teens. I shouldn't have maybe murdered I all those maybe teens. I shouldn't have murdered all those teens. <laughs> so yeah, he gets like visions of like when the murders are happening. He's like, oh no, it's not what I wanted. So then he goes and tries to stop the monster. And it's it's good. It's really good. I know it's probably not the best movie ever made, but I I have a big soft spot for it. And then it has a sequel where like same idea, like a group of teens ends up killing i think uh, uh, a kid who's got kind of like disabilities or something and then that's how pumpkin happens back in that movie and then is lance henrickson in that one too no he's in the first one he's not in the second problem. one that's a problem and the second one is fine it's not good but it's it's okay and then unfortunately they have two mid-2000s sci-fi channel movies that are shot back to back that neither of which are well they're not great. They're not the worst things, but they're also not super fantastic. And there's CGI in it. They CGI the monster a couple of times. I'm like, no, don't like that. No, and like that's the thing is like, you can't make a sequel to something that's so practical effects driven, and then use computer generated yeah. graphics. In it. There's there's a part of one of the two sci-fi channels. They're called Ashes to Ashes and Blood Feud. They came out within a year of each other. I don't know which order. So, like, there's, there's one scene that stands out in my head where, like, they show, like, the pumpkin head monster, like, climbing a house on the outside, but it's CGI, and it looks so bad. And, and that, especially, like, the first one, I think it's Ashes to Ashes, Doug Bradley, Pinhead, mm-hmm. is, like, the evil man who causes Pumpkinhead to come back, and, like, Lance Hendrickson's there is, like, a force ghost, kind of. It's, it's weird. What? <laughs> Don't worry about it. And uh, so, like, that one... <laughs> he just appears. You shouldn't have done that. Mm, that's not the right thing to do. <laughs> so, uh, so it, that, that one has its moments, and then the other one's just 
completely forgettable. Right. And it hasn't been anything in the franchise since 2006, since those two sci-fi channel movies. And I feel like if you go back to the point, like right after the first movie with like Lance Henderson, after that gets resolved with the demon, and you can just kind of like pick it up from there, and it doesn't seem like that hard of a concept to like just... You can do that anywhere. Yeah, like, it you, sounds you, pretty simple. You have to go to the well, witch is like how you find out about this, and she's the person you have to like go find to sell your soul basically to raise Pumpkinhead. And it just seems like that could be taken anywhere. You can do that anyway, like corrupt businessman, um, anything. Like like uh, drunk driver gets away with it. Some father goes and gets. Like, I know I'm being simple about it, but you can literally do anything with that. And you just pick up right from where uh, the first one left off. And ignore those other ones completely, and I think that would be perfectly fine. Yeah. And that's what I would like. I would like to see Pumpkinhead rebooted, obviously practical effects and big budget, and let it go. I think it could. I think it could make make some bank. Yeah. What do you think? Like fifteen to forty million. To, to make it. Yeah. The monster itself would cost you. You said big budget, so. Yeah. The monster itself. I don't. I don't know. Like probably. Let's go thirty. It's good about. So that's what I would like. I would like to see that series brought back, ignore the sequels, and just go right from where... Uh, are you starting from the first, or are you starting from the second? Starting from the second. First happened, the story of... Um, so you're picking up after the, yeah. your, 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 your pumpkin head, 2023, canceling everything but the first one. Everything but the first one. And I'm so annoyed I can't think of uh, Lance Hutcherson's character's name, because I, I had it in my head the entire way, and it's just, <laughs> it's just gone right now. But... Yeah, you can even have him like show back up and be like, again, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of character again. And I think it would be fun. Yeah, he like recognizes the pattern or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's my movie I think would, would do well. And like I said, I thought about Puppet Master, but I honestly stopped watching that franchise after like the fourth movie and there's a it's still active. They just put out like a, a video game, I guess, on Steam. <laughs> it's kind of like kind of like a Friday the Thirteenth, but with yeah. Puppet Master, I guess. Oh wow! So I don't know how that is, but it's still an active franchise. So I can't really reboot that. You can. <laughs> they did with Chucky. It worked out real well. <laughs> What's funny about that is that the the remake of Child's Play and the show came out like the same year. Yeah, that's that's got another like weird rule on that rules uh, rights issue. Yeah. The show was done by the original writer. Mm-hmm. The remake was not. Yeah, Child's Play. They could use, they could use the name Child's Play, but it had to be different. Yeah. All right. You cool. got to watch, watch Pumpkinhead. I know. I will. I saw a very cool 4K edition of it that is available on Shout Factory's website, and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. That makes me want to just buy that without even watching it. <laughs> Stan Winston. What else has Stan Winston done? Stan Winston, he's done Jurassic Park. Aliens, Predator. So, like, the dude knows his stuff. I thought Aliens was, was on that. Yeah, so I'll have to check that out. You really should. Good transition point. My franchise that I want to give the Halloween 2018 treatment to is Alien. So, I rewatched the first four recently Alien, Aliens, Alien 3. And Alien Resurrection. And so, I say, just cancel out three and four. Yep. Pick up after two. So, I will say, watching Alien 3, I was like, this is not a bad movie. It has. I actually really enjoy this. Yeah. But, two things are wrong. 
One, CG Alien. Looks absolutely terrible. When was that made? 96, 98? I think Resurrection was 98, so I think that was 95, 96 probably. Yeah, so CGI Alien looks god-awful. Second thing is the way they kill Hicks and Newt at the beginning of the movie. Disrespectful. It was so disrespectful. It was egregious. Mm -hmm. Because not only so like not only do they do it, they do it in the most disrespectful manner. The entire that that's what's happening over the entire like uh beginning credits. And I, I was just like, oh my god, I forgot how angry this makes me. Yeah. They poochied him. I don't know what that means. The Simpsons. Poochie died his way back to his home planet. Never mind. Moving yeah. on. Sorry. Got nothing. I, st- I stole your momentum. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so it made you angry. Yeah, so it, it was it was awful. And it, it just happens, and then they move on. And I was reading into it as it was happening, because I was like, this makes me so upset. And apparently, the writer just hated the character of Newt, and was bound and determined to kill her in the, at the beginning of this movie. What kind of a psychopath? Psychopath indeed. And I can't help but think that should have disqualified him from writing that script right off the bat. Because, so, and, and you probably know this already. Neil Blomkamp had uh, the guy that made um, District, District 9. 9. Mm-hmm. He was developing a script for this exact thing years ago where it was going to be Ripley, Hicks, and Newt. Mm-hmm. Still, grown-up Newt, old war-torn Hicks, mm-hmm. hunting aliens across the galaxy. Give me that movie. Give me that now. Give me that movie. He released uh, artwork, the storyboards that he had made for it, and it looked so cool. Give me that now. That's what I want. Alien, aliens, and then whatever that is. Yeah. Because we're both big fans of that franchise, but we can admit it's... It's gone to crap. Yeah. Nobody has quite understood what makes that a good franchise in so long and it's not hard you know like you could say the same thing about predator but predator just came out with prey and yeah. it's pretty darn cool yeah um i so i will say also watching alien resurrection the whole time i was enjoying myself i was like this is actually a really good movie but the moment they introduce that weird alien at the end it turns so bad so bad it gets so weird and I was just like, Ugh. like this is like, I remember this is this is why I don't like this movie because it makes me so uncomfortable. Like everything that's going on with this alien right now, it's all so, so just strange. And I was like, like other than that, pretty good movie. Yeah, I'm trying to remember it now. I guess maybe I should give that a watch. I just remember really disliking it the few times I've seen it. The last fifteen minutes are terrible, and that's what really you leave with. Isn't, you know, isn't like Brad Dorf in that as like a he weird is. scientist? Super weird. Death. Okay. Super weird scientist. Ron Perlman? Ron Perlman. Okay. He's great in it. Alright, I have to even know watch, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Winona Ryder's in it. Mm-hmm. She's great. Uh, Alan Ripley's there. Um, She's there. Who is the guy that is like the, the bad guy in Adam's Family 1? Um, <laughs> I can't think of his name. Oh my god. But he's in it. So. I, I can't even remember him saying one right now. That's fine. That's okay. We'll yeah. move on. So, yeah, that's where that's my answer. So, and I wanted to touch on a little bit of a couple of the things that had like occurred in my head while I was thinking of this. One of them was like, well, I could do it with Terminator. 
But, like, for the life of me, I cannot imagine them making a better movie. Than T2? Than T2. Yeah. That is it. And they've made so many bad movies since. Then, like, put this franchise on ice for 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. Yeah. That's it. Like, that's the best we can do. Until we've kind of, like, forgotten about it and technology has gotten so great. But, like... Nobody seems to be able to do anything good with this franchise at this point. No. So just put it on ice, forget about it for a while, and then see maybe somebody's got a good script in 20 years. But don't do anything else with that. And I wanted to give an honorable mention to The Matrix. Oh. I mean, I don't care. I don't care if they cancel out the second or third. But Resurrection, awful. Yeah, it's a bad movie. Yeah, or Resurrections, multiple Resurrections. Um, so it just seems so like you're, more than one you're, resurrection. you're putting putting resurrection in your name. Probably, yeah. Reconsider what you're doing. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. What was a what was a second alien versus predator? What do you call it? It had a weird tagline like that. It Requiem. Requiem. Halloween, with, Halloween resurrection. Anything with an R, just drop it. Yeah, pretty bad. Also, so you might. I bet you're gonna like this. I was thinking about Tremors. Yeah. First Tremors is so good. The yeah. first one is so good. I even enjoyed the second one. Yeah. But after that, yeah. you've got like four movies in a row where it's sci it's sci-fi channel. Yeah. Comedy. Yeah. And I know they tried to do something a few years ago that Kevin Bacon was involved in, but I don't think it ever got off the ground. I think it was a TV series? Yeah. It never went anywhere. Yeah. And maybe it's maybe it's best at this point to just leave, you know. Kevin Bacon or any of the anybody that was involved in the the original, leave him out of it. Fred Ward know? passed away, right? Fred Ward passed away. Super sad. I liked him. I did too. But like, there's a good idea there. Yeah. You know, just give it to somebody to to kind of run with as a straight horror. Yeah, it's a terrifying notion. Like monsters are in the ground that can just come up and get you. Yeah. The only comedy that's in the original is the buddy buddy cop. Yeah aspect of it yeah. you know they're not cops but like the buddy comedy yeah thing. they just kind of riff off each other uh, the straight man and the the other guy kind of yeah, yeah classic yeah. comedy trope yeah the lethal weapon of it all yeah the the migs migs, migs the and, <laughs> rigs and murtaugh yeah <laughs> the migs and murph migs and murtaugh <laughs> um yeah so so i think there's there's an idea there yeah i, I like that I, I again tremors is one of those movies like yeah, you figure like there's gotta be a good way to do a movie there. It's not hard. Just do straight horror. That's I mean, it. You couldn't do it in like a, a city setting because concrete. I guess you could, but then don't do it in a city setting. Don't do it in a city setting. But let's go. Take one. my word for it. <laughs> you could do it in a winter setting. You could do it in a desert setting. You could do it in a forest yeah. with campers. You right. know, people. How, how do you get out of the forest if they're the ground's gonna get you. Yeah, you're like literally like climbing trees and and stuff trying yeah. to get out of it. There's your movie. You've got to use you've got to use your skills that you've built up over time mm -hmm. as an outdoorsman. You know. There's your movie. Easy Boom. enough. That's the idea right no. there. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. All right. So next topic on our list, we have you can create a horror movie in any non-horror franchise. What is it? Give me a second. You want me to go first? Yes, I would. Give me a second. Okay. Stargate. Stargate. Okay. Which essentially is what Event Horizon is. But you can do the idea better. So Stargate, for anybody that doesn't know, is about people find this gate in the ground and they figure out that what this ancient Egyptian 
thing is that they figured out how to work is a thing that connects to other stargates around the it's hard to say like is it interdimensional is it around the galaxy the universe it essentially they're they're everywhere and it's an action adventure kurt russell's in it i do love kurt russell super good if you haven't seen it i've seen i've seen stargate i know they made a few was there a tv series about it too there was a lot of tv series so there was stargate sg1 that picks up and is in the same spirit as the movie action adventure there's stargate atlantis which had Jason Momoa in it, which is, there's a gate that connects to Atlantis. Oh, nice. There was Arc of Truth, which I have literally no idea what that's about. And there was, a, there was a few others. One that I really enjoyed was Stargate Universe. And this had some episodes that kind of lean into this idea, where it's like Lost in Space. And they're using, they're trying nah. to connect to like different lo- gates. Like Lost in Space, Lost in Space, or? Lost in Space, Lost in Space. Okay. Yeah, they're lost in space. Okay. So they have a spaceship that uses the technology of the gate to take their spaceship around the galaxy. So massive. And it, they get lost, essentially. Okay. And they're trying to use it, but they can't use the navigation in it or some okay. such nonsense. doesn't matter. It's a super cool thing, and they're trying to make their way back home. Okay. There are certain episodes where they find worlds that have like very hostile aliens. Now, with all that being said, with the whole, you know, my long-winded speech on what Stargate is that I'm probably going to delete some of. <laughs> so, I love the idea of interdimensional horror. Yeah. That's essentially what H.P. Lovecraft is. Mm-hmm. That's what The Mist is. They don't go into the background of it, but you get an idea that in The Mist, there is a, uh, a military base that has opened a doorway to another universe and allowed all of these monsters to come in. Yeah. Everybody's dead. And, you know, it's it's a super cool idea. And I like the movie. It sounds like you don't, but... No, I do. I like it. Just that ending such a downer. It is. Yeah. That's, like, my favorite part, though. It's, uh, like, it, it's, it's, it, it's, too it's much. such a shock. Oh, such a kick in the... And then, like, the tank... Um, sorry. Spoilers for the news. We're going to talk about this. Keep going with your story. Yeah, so... You know, there's a lot of ideas there. The idea of, I mean, the void, that's a big part of, of that movie. You know, all of these things where you've got like a, 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 somebody opens a door to another universe and something gets through. And so that could be a really cool idea. In the original, and this is how I picture it, in the original, there's, it, it opens up and it's like, it's like water. It almost looks like liquid metal like from T2. And they stick their hand in and then it pulls them in, like yeah. all their particles and everything. I would love to see a scene where somebody goes to stick their hand in and then they pull it out and there's no hand in oh, anymore yeah. because something just ate it or something. Okay. Um, you know, like that's that's a cool idea of like a interdimensional traveling like monster, you mm-hmm. know, or, or they open it up and something immediately comes through and starts killing everybody or the people that go through are never seen again. Okay. You know, like all these, there's so many cool ideas. And the thing that really makes me like this idea is that there's no rules you can go anywhere to any planet with its own rules so you could go to the upside down Mm -hmm. you could go to a planet that is overrun by plants that eat people or dinosaurs you go to a planet where like hell's taking over or hell you could go to hell that that is an event horizon and they touch on this idea and well, I like yeah, it, it Event Horizon, but like, I mean, that's that's essentially it's it, it is this idea. But like, with this, I think you can you can literally do whatever you want, though. 
Yuki Dodo's that's a, Camp Crystal Lake. style. Yeah. <laughs> you could go you could go somewhere where there are and like literally any monster you can think of, but you also design the environment around that monster. Oh, you could go to you could go to like uh, Monster Island, like from like the King Kong movies, but like yeah. have it like not have King Kong there, just like yeah. And th- see, so so that's that's what a lot of this has fallen in, fallen into though, is where people take the idea, and they go an action adventure route with it. Yeah, and that's Which is what I was doing. Yeah. So, but like, I mean, I, I'm sure that's not what you pictured in your head. Is like you turn it into a horror yeah. movie. Because, like, part of, I mean, part of what I thought of, too, is, like, oh, what about Jurassic Park? Because they have, like, horror-type scenes, mm-hmm. but we've never gotten a dinosaur movie that leans 100% into the horror. Yeah, where's Dino Crisis, guys? Come on. Yeah. Where is, where is your Jaws style? Yeah. Dinosaur movie, you know? And that's not the Meg, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Anything like that, you know? I yeah. think you're, you're opening up some really cool opportunities with it. So, yeah, that's my idea. So for my idea, I went with, uh, it's not a movie, it's uh, Assassin's Creed. You ever played the games? I've seen them being played, okay. I've never played them. So, so the basic idea is like, they're really cool, I get them. Like someone from like modern times gets into a machine, he gets transported into the body of a, of a distant relative and like lives out that era as an assassin. So my idea was, what if you do that, like same idea of getting into a machine and get transported back in time, but what if you can go into like the body of like a... Uh, like a Jack the, R- Jack the Ripper villain, and like, villain, sorry, Jack the Ripper victim, and then you have to try to like solve the crime before that person who was by you're in gets, you know? Yeah. So I thought like that could be a really cool idea. Like you can, you can do, like I said, Jack the Ripper, you can do H.H. Uh, H. Holmes, you can do uh, John Wayne Gacy, or you can even do like fictionalized serial killers and stuff. And that could be a, a really cool, like, <clears throat> kind of like sci I love the movie. idea of H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah, right? That's good. And, like, yeah, so you could just, like, go into the body of a victim and try to, like, s- stop it from happening, kind of, sort of. So I always thought that would yeah, be... Yeah, because they can, they can like, connect and communicate with the, with, with the, re- the current world, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, my God, this is the person you're in right now is going to get murdered. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, if you fail, the person whose body you're in is going to be historically dead anyway. So you don't have that whole, like, butterfly effect thing. Unless you succeed, and then maybe you could... The end of the movie, maybe if you do succeed, you can see like like what happens after that. Like yeah. you know, how do they do that in the game? Because obviously you'd be changing things in the game, right? Yeah. So they they uh, the game it's um it's like two warring factions, assassins and templars. So they're basically just trying to like one up each other, kind of. They just don't worry about. The they butterfly really don't effect. worry about the butterfly effect now. They, they don't worry about that. And honestly, like the stuff you do in the games, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure like they don't ever have like oh so now. Egypt doesn't exist or something like that, you yeah. know? Like, it never, it never has, like, that kind of effect, but it could. Like, and, like, what if, what if like, that could be your story. Like, you have, like, someone go back and be, like, Jack the Ripper's first victim and stop it from happening. Yeah. You know, and then what happens when you do that? Mm-hmm. So, that was my idea. I always thought that could be kind of a neat way to, like, handle that. Like, Yeah, that's a really cool idea. I mean, it opens up a, you've, you've, you've opened up the door for, like, all of history. Yeah. I love the H.H. H. Holmes part. Yeah. I feel like that's a story that has never quite been done right. I think whoever, who got the closest was probably American Horror Story Hotel. Mm-hmm. But that, I like that season. But it's got like, I, I feel like American Horror Story's problem is that they throw everything in the kitchen sink at an idea. And then so you have like, you know, like in that in that season you've got 
20 different storylines going and that's just one of them so you're never fleshing out every story yeah you know so like that was really cool and they did it pretty well and Evan Peters was really good with it but like it's one of 20 different storylines so. yeah yeah, I know there's a there's a book I really liked called uh, the Devil, Devil in the White City. Devil in the White City, yeah. and I know that there's been rumors for years about that being coming becoming a movie. I With think Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio right? owns it. I was wondering if it was him or Brad Pitt. I knew one of them owned the rights to DiCaprio. it. DiCaprio. Okay, so I keep waiting for that to come out, but yeah, I would love. I think he would do so well in that part. That would be fun. That'd be that'd be a movie I like put my star on my calendar to watch. So because I like Leo too, as it is. So yeah, I would love to see if they actually could get that going. You know, but yeah, that's my idea. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, so the next section I wanted to do is from worst to first, a ranking of the Halloween franchise movies. So, I guess like, there's a couple of different ways we could do this. You want to do like a snake draft? Like, I'll go first, then you go. So you, you say go. what's your last, and I say what's my last? And then you say what's your second last, and then I'll say what's my second last. Yeah, we can do that. All right. All right, so take it away. You can do the yeah the, the bottom the bottom tier yeah the absolute ass of the bag. I hope we both have the same movie here, but it's completely conceivable that we don't. I went with because the movie causes me such frustration in a certain scene. I couldn't help but put it in last place. Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. Yep. Halloween Resurrection is my least favorite of the movies, and the worst part is like I see the idea in it, and I. I feel like it could have been done well, but the characters suck. You don't care about any of them. Michael Myers is just kind of half-assing around the house. Sorry, just kind of like walking around the house, like not really, like even like he's not even half the movie. Just that scene where around. where Buster Rhymes like punks him out. Yeah, that's the. It's the most frustrating thing to watch. I can't. Is that, that the? Scene? That's the reason why I have it at bottom place. Trick or treat, and then he karate fights him and like does like the wow that I'm like this is unwatchable so that is and like it's not far off like the, there's like three movies in a row that any of them could have been in the last place but i had to put it in the bottom just for buster rhymes and i like your music buster that's it for me <laughs> <laughs> all right so Feeling. i didn't put halloween resurrection last all right. but that's see yeah. resurrection anything in the name are. don't do it it's gonna be bad bottom for me is the curse of michael myers so Halloween seven. Six. six. I have it as six. Six. It's six. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Seven is H two O. Seven is H two O. Yeah. Halloween six. So admittedly, I have not watched this movie in a very long time, but I my recollection of it is it being complete nonsense. And from all the reviews I've read since then, everybody seems to agree that there's not very many redeeming qualities of this movie. So that's why I put it in last, because it, despite um, some of the others being pretty bad, mm -hmm. this one Sorry. is almost unwatchable, so, from my recollection. It's Paul, Paul Rudd one, right? The Paul Rudd one. Yeah. yeah, the one where, like, Michael Myers is being, like, controlled by mm -hmm. the cult or whatever. So, yeah. yeah so that's my... You're 12 now. What? You're 12 now. Oh, yeah, because we're doing Snake Drift. Mm-hmm. All right, so next up for me uh, is still not Resurrection. Wow. It is, I'm telling you, like, it for me, it almost doesn't matter with these last ones. They're all pretty bad. And, like, where I put them is is almost like, you know, it's whatever. Is Halloween 5. Now, and as I'm thinking of it, I almost think this should be where Resurrection is. But with Halloween 5, uh, for me, it's, 
it's got a lot of things that I just really don't like. Um, so it, it uh, spoiler alert, it kills the girl from four that is like almost like your 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 main final girl there. Yeah. Yep. And that to me was like you know when you when you when you watch somebody fight so hard to get through one movie and then you kill them so quickly and without thought in in the next one, that to me is uh, it's not good. Um, but also they've got these all of these they don't they don't follow up with the subplot that they set up at the end of four where like Jamie is like now like a killer. They do not follow up with that whatsoever, and. They, there's like this weird, I, I, I barely recall it, but like she's like psychic or something. She's mute. She's mute now. She, but it isn't, doesn't she have like psychic powers or something in this one all of a sudden? Isn't there something about that? Like she's like, she's got like a connection to Michael. Where oh, she's like, like yeah. She, that's right. Completely forgot about that. Yeah. And so, like, there's there's a lot of stuff that's just like it. This is where it starts to lean into the culty nonsense. Yeah. So yeah, that's my twelfth. Okay. For me, in the twelfth position, I have Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. Okay. Uh, that movie, he didn't even want to make it. He he was against it, but the studio, because the first one he did made so much money, convinced him to come back and do a second. He shouldn't have. And you can just tell, like, he's not into it. There's a lot of weird, uh, nowhere scenes. Like, there's, like, a whole bunch of stuff with, like, uh, Michael's mother on a, a white horse just so he can get more Sherry Moon zombie into the movie. Yep. And it's just, I watched it, I think, maybe maybe twice in my life, and I have no desire to ever watch it again. And to me, that puts it at the bottom of the list, I think, or near the bottom of the list. So, for in 12th place, I have Halloween to the Rob Zombie. So, Halloween, I, I, if you want to be uh, specific about it. Yep. So, that would be my number 12 position. And then, coming in at 11, and you've completely stolen my thunder on it, is Halloween Revenge of Michael Myers. Because, as you said, the fourth Halloween movie introduces the stepsister. So you think Curse of Michael Myers is better than Re- than Revenge? Dude, Revenge is so bad. Okay. Uh, let me, like, so, like as you said, having... Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name now. The, the, the stepsister there. Of, yeah, the uh, blonde. Yeah, Rachel. Having Rachel like be like the final girl of four... And like fight to survive the movie and just killing her off immediately in the in the in the next movie, it just it just it never clicked with me. And then there's also a scene where like the sheriff deputies like walk in the house to investigate a scene, and they come walking down the sidewalk, and there's like clown noises, there's like squeaky shoes and like noises as they're like walking down the sidewalk. I'm like, what is this? And then once once Rachel's dispatched, her friend Tina becomes like the person that Jamie Lloyd, the little girl from the fourth one goes to for help and she just sucks and I can't doesn't she get killed in like the barn at a Halloween party later or something I think she does or in the woods maybe yeah something like that like, like cause he, my wife was chasing them in the car through the woods and like she runs out there and I think she gets stabbed there I can't really remember yeah it's it's bad and the reason why it's in my 11th position is because I had it a little higher than I remembered but they did a Rachel and I dropped it right down to 11 so for me, you, you kind of stole thunder a little bit, but yeah, I'd say Revenge is in my 11th position. I'm that. Yeah. Okay. So next up for me is Halloween Resurrection. There we are. So, I mean, so I'll just say, Halloween Resurrection and Halloween 2 are the next ones for me. So I, I found, okay. um, just like you, Resurrection to just be worse. Now, one thing we haven't talked about with Resurrection is the fact that they kill 
Lower East Road in the first five minutes of this movie. That's unacceptable. It is unacceptable, and for her to have gone through so much, and for them to give her character, to do her character so well in H2O and follow up with this is so dirty. And, like, the main Billy in the poster, too. Like, she's, like, front and center on the poster, if you remember correctly. Yeah. I remember being super disappointed. Um, an interesting thing is, so on my way to see, I remember going to see Resurrection at the movies. And I remember enjoying it, but still being disappointed about the Laurie Strode thing. But on my way there, I saw a car accident happen on the way. I didn't see it happen, but I saw the aftermath. Somebody got decapitated Jesus. by rear-ending a semi. Um, Found this nation. Yeah, yeah, Super weird thing. But it's dead. Um, it was a warning, I guess. Yeah, so... Yeah, Halloween Resurrection, that's where this is, and a big part of that is because of, uh, there's some, there's, it's just not a good movie. Yeah. Um, but it's, but I put it ahead of the others because it is somewhat just watchable, you know, and it does have, for the time, some decent actors that are in it. You remember the, the guy that's like a chef? Yeah. That's like, he was in Save the Last Dance and then yeah. was in this. Sean And Patrick like, he's, something? he gets the nose and he's like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he gets, gets, gets. Yeah, yeah, nailed to the door. So yeah, Halloween Resurrection. Next up, Halloween Two, two thousand nine. I Rob there's not yeah Rob Zombie's two thousand nine. It's just not good. Yeah, all the things you said. Fair. We're on to the tenth position now, I believe, right? Uh, I didn't number mine. Okay. Well, I did. At ten. <laughs> so you. You're the one who knows. I'm the one who knows. I don't know why I actually like that. So anyways, at 10, I have Curse of Michael Myers, Halloween 6. And that's the one with Paul Rudd. That's the one with Donald Pleasance's last role, I believe, as uh, Dr. Loomis or even, I think, anything, really. Probably. And uh, that starts off, and that has the whole cult angle in it, Cult of Thorn. With that but they introduce the cult angle in 5, don't they? They introduce it, but then it's like front and center in 6. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But, uh, yeah, so Six just goes too far into that, and, like, there's, like, scenes where, like, people are on altars, and Michael's just standing there next to the altar, and you're like, what is this movie? This isn't a Halloween movie. It's nonsense. Yeah, it's nonsense. The girl that plays Jamie is in it. They kill her right off the bat. Yeah. And it's a different actress. Oh, yeah, she's, like, in her teenage years, and she has a baby. And, yeah, it's just... Seeing here at 10, I feel like maybe I'm too nice to it, but also I feel like it's not really beating anything of note to me so well yeah. these these bottom four for me you could literally put in a pair of dice and just roll it and whatever yeah. comes out i wouldn't like mind necessarily I wouldn't because i don't think none of these are good and none of them are are much better than the other yeah I, i'll give you that all right so that's my number 10 and then coming in at number nine you knew it was coming halloween ends it's mine too is it yeah okay Halloween Ends is here because, again, they sold us a movie where it's Michael versus Laurie, Final Showdown, and the entire movie is this other character that I did not care about, and I could not get behind, and it just, it just seems like I understand what they were trying to do, trying to take the movie, like, into, like, a new, like, way where, like, his evil is infectious, yeah. and I get that, but it just, it didn't hit for me, and I actively, I don't... I just didn't have a good reaction to it, and I don't have any desire to see it. But I have to give credit where credit is due. Like it's it's definitely better than those other 
four movies I've mentioned. So yeah. I got to... it's got redeeming qualities and it is watchable. Yeah, like <laughs> it's watchable. Yeah. Like so, it, mine is it's the exact same movie. So I'll just keep this conversation going. The soundtrack to it. I mean, John Carpenter again. He kills it. He always does. The first like, I don't know, forty minutes of the movie is actually really good. The intro where it shows Corey like how that kid dies and everything. Great intro. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that intro. And a lot of what they're setting up throughout the whole movie is really good. But the moment he finds Michael in the sewer and they start doing that whole thing mm-hmm. and they insinuate that like he's passed his evil onto him. That Corey's not actually a bad guy. That Michael has passed his evil onto him because he like stares him in the eyes and like that's how that's what happened. Yeah. And then the whole idea that the only reason Michael is the reason he gets better is by killing people and like it's healing his wounds by killing people. Mm. Like I don't actively hate that idea. I just don't think any of it is done very well. Yeah. Like if they had leaned like I mean, if you want to lean into the supernatural, lean into it, you know? But, like, it's all just very, like, oh, I'll introduce this idea, and then, you know, maybe somebody does something with it in a sequel. Because they don't really hear. No. You know? And that that's one thing I didn't like about the ending, too, because I feel like they are laying the groundwork for Laurie Strode to turn evil in a sequel. Because he does that thing where he stares her in the eyes in the end, and, like... like no one wants that. Nobody wants that. And I think that might be what they eventually do. Is they follow up on these, and they start with Laurie Strode. I hope they don't. They. I hope the part of the story is that she has kept this thing at bay mm-hmm. for twenty years. And if they if they're going to go with the idea, which I don't think they should, but if they were, and then maybe they find her on her deathbed, and she's like, "You must, you must contain the evil. Yes, <laughs> contain the evil." Um, yeah, <laughs> and like, and like, then she passes away, and like the evil's out into the open again, or something, you know, yeah. something like that. Like, th- there's an idea there, and that's how they started, where she's contained it for 20 years or something, yeah. and now it that she's passing away, you know, because like obviously she she lived a life and she she contained it because she's strong like that, but eventually, you know, everybody dies. Uh, that's how I think they should do it. I 100% do not think. They should turn her into the next Michael no. Myers going around killing people. I think that is an awful idea, and I don't think anybody's going to like it. And if they do that, then we can blame David Gordon Green. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, they can't go that route. And, like, as I said, like, the whole idea of him, like, his evil being transferable. But, like, the first part of the movie, like, they kind of, like, say that Corey is, like, a sympathetic character. Like, yeah. people are blaming him. It was just an accident. And then he becomes a murderer. You're like, oh, maybe he was a bad person. I don't know. Like, I, like that, that, that's what I kind of took away from him. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Not, not for me. Like I said, the moment that that weird thing happens where, like, he starts to turn evil, there's a tone shift in mm-hmm. the movie. And then they have the whole, like, love thing with him and her going on, which really only dives into the deep end once he's evil. So you're like, you're going to get some, you know, a lot of red flags here that you're ignoring. Flags. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, that's enough about Halloween ends. I remember thinking when I saw it that I was like, I really, like, you you hated it. I hated it. And I remember thinking, like, I'm not sure how I feel about a lot of this. Upon rewatch, I just don't think a lot of those ideas are fleshed out very well. I told you, it's come off my list. Like, I, I respect what it did, but it's still not good to me. Yeah. 
Right, buddy. This is number eight, I think. Yeah. So, Halloween 2007 by Rob Zombie. Now, I don't think this is a bad movie for being as low as it is. I just think the other movies are just much better. I like some of the ideas he introduced here. I will say that I've seen the unrated version of this, and it's much better. Yeah. The way he escapes the mental institution is done much better. It's not like him breaking the chains because he's superhuman. They don't do any of that. So there's a lot of scenes that are much better in it. I think Malcolm McDowell is great. He's a great choice for uh, Loomis. Dr. Loomis. I think Scout Taylor Compton is great as the new uh, Laurie Strode, at least in this one. So, yeah. He gets a lot right in this remake, yeah. I think. Yeah, I can mostly agree with that. So for me, my next one is Halloween Kills, which was the sequel to Halloween 2018, which I, I have... Mixed thoughts about it, obviously. It gets this high on the list just before that opening scene with the firefighters when he comes out of that burning building. Scene. That scene is fantastic. I wish the rest of the movie kind of kept that up, but it leans into this whole, like, mob justice mentality, kind of, uh... Evil dies tonight! And the, Evil and, dies tonight! And after, like, five minutes of that, I was over it, and it just kept going. And then Anthony Michael Hall, is that his name? With the bat, and he kept, like, spinning the bat, and be like... And I'm just like, dude, I can't stand you anymore. I hope he kills you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not how I'm supposed to feel about this. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to root for this kid. It's Tommy Jarvis. I'm not sure you are supposed to root for him. It's, it's the little boy from the first movie. You should yeah. you should want to like him. Some people grow up to be dickheads. That's just part of life. That's a fact, actually. It should be a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so Halloween Kills, again, the mob justice angle, the whole part where, like, the other escape mental patient gets in the hospital and they all go after him, even though everyone in the town knows what Michael Myers looks like as he's on the police reports, and they all go through this little short man in the hospital. This, things like that just bring it down for me. Yeah, that seems ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So scenes like that bring it down for me. That's why it is where it is on my list. Again, not a bad movie, a watchable movie, but not as good as the other ones on my list. Because I think, after this point, I think we can both agree, this is when we get into, like, the good. Yeah. This is where, like, your own personal opinions can move it up down as, as much as you want. Which is my next one, is Halloween uh, 2007, the Halloween Rob Zombie one. The first Rob Zombie one. And, yeah, I would agree with you. He took the Halloween idea, kind of grungified it like he does, and then made it even more brutal than it was. And there's a lot to like in that movie. Um, Brad Dorf is the sheriff. He's a lot of fun. He is. And, yeah, I, I can't say much more than you already did. It is an enjoyable movie at the time. When it first came out, I didn't really like it. I was like, kind of like anti-Rob Zombie movies at that point in time. But I've gone back and watched it, and I can respect it for what it is. So, yeah, that would be my number seven. Cool. Uh, yeah, nope. So next up for me is Halloween Kills. Okay. I like it better than, you know, I'm not sure that I like it better than 2007 by much. But, I mean, that firefighter scene. Yeah. That, I mean, that might just, that, that scene alone it's is so, so awesome. I will say, I don't think they should have made a movie after 2018. Yeah. I think they should have called it right there. We all knew they weren't going to, but like in this continuity that they built, I don't think they needed to do two more. So just, just the first one, 2018. That's it. Okay. Yeah. That's what I think they should have done. Also, it's kind of surprising to me that they cut out Halloween 2 from this, yeah. you know, simply to make her not his brother anymore but whatever i i think a, 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 there's a point to be made that the reason she feels this way about 
about Michael Myers knowing that he's always going to come back for her mm-hmm. is because of the second one. Yeah. In the first one, she's only she's one victim of she, many. She had In no the second he, one, he comes back for yeah. her. She had no idea who he was. Yeah. And that whole, is that the boogeyman? She knew who that was. Yeah, so, so being scared for 40 years that he's going to come back for you, I think the second one reinforces that idea mm-hmm. of why he would do that. Yeah. So, but on kills, the firefighter scene is what does it for me. Yeah. I think the Evil Dies Tonight stuff is absolutely ridiculous and annoying. I haven't watched the movie a second time yet, so I'm not positive how much it annoys me. But uh, the first time around, I thought it was annoying, but it didn't get in the way of things. Did I say it was Tommy Jarvis, by the way? That's not the name of the little boy. Tommy Doyle. I think you said Tommy Doyle. Did I say Tommy Doyle? Okay. I think so. Well, again, I meant... I meant Doyle, not Dar- Jarvis. Jarvis is a uh, Friday Thirteenth. Oh yeah, they yeah. have their own Tommy in there. Next up for me is Halloween Two. Probably shocking to some people that it is as low as it is, and I think that's not simply, up. yeah, Halloween Two, nineteen eighty one. I think that's simply because I like some of these others so much because I do like Halloween Two. There's a lot of things that are done well in it. John Carpenter does the score again. John Carpenter actually shot some of the scenes for the movie. Really? Because the guy, Rick Rosenthal, who's also the director of Resurrection. I knew that, yeah. He shot this and he shot Resurrection. And you're just like, how did you do so poorly with this? <laughs> after you did so well with two. But apparently, Carpenter shot some of the scenes. He did reshoots on the movie because he was like, this isn't good enough. I and a lot that. of that was I because he wanted that. to introduce brutality into it. Because... So Halloween 1 set up this whole idea of slashers mm-hmm. and this and, and and it like popularized them. Yeah. And it's not the first slasher but it was the most right. popular. Right. And it, and it, and it all of these things had started after this that leaned into that idea because this was the first one that was like making so much money. Mm-hmm. And so they started leaning into that and they started to lean more into the violence of it. And Carpenter was like, like, so what Rick Rosenthal wanted to do was he wanted to have it all be like subtle violence, like the first one was. But mm-hmm. Carpenter was like, no, you can't do that because we've evolved in the last three years in horror and in slashers. We're like, that was the seventies. We're in the eighties now. Like, we need we need violence in there. So he shot a lot of the death scenes. So probably like that hot tub scene had to have been. had to have been him, right? Because that that scene is brutal. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, uh, Halloween 2 for me. Okay. Back to you. Back to me. So here is where maybe we're going to have a big, the first big difference. Because these, these top six here, I move back and forth a bunch. And in sixth place, I have... Hall- have four? Hmm? We've got four left at this point, right? We've got six left. Six? Yeah. One, how many have you done so far? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, four, five, eight, six, seven. 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 Man. Well, maybe I'm missing one. All right, we'll go ahead. We'll, we'll figure it out. So here at sixth position, I have Halloween 2018. Okay. Which was the the big the big relaunch of the franchise, the the coming the return to form, I guess you could say. And I really loved that movie when it came out. I championed it. I made all my friends watch it. I made Adam watch it when he went down to Philadelphia. And I still highly regard it. 
I don't know if the sequels not being my favorites have brought it down my list a little bit. And maybe my respect for a couple of these movies has grown since then. But it's still a very good movie and it's very watchable. And like Jamie Lee Curtis comes back, replaces, reprises her role. And uh, her uh, granddaughter comes in. I forget the actress's name, but she's great. Uh, Judy Greer's in it and she's always just fantastic. Yep. So I, yeah, I can't say too much negative about it. But I do have it here on my list. Okay. Right. And then my next one, right? Yeah. My next one is Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. And I think this might be the most underrated one in the franchise. Because this is the one where uh, they introduced Jimmy Lloyd. This Lord. is missing from my list. This is missing from your list. Okay. This isn't on my list whatsoever. That's why, you, that's why we're off in numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's okay. So uh, Halloween 4 is... I, I was missing something. <laughs> Halloween 4 is the one where uh, they introduced the idea of uh, Jamie Lloyd, his, his niece. And that's what causes Michael to come back. And he comes after her and her stepsister, Rachel. And it's just a very enjoyable movie. Very much like of the time, kind of slashery, kind of tropey, but I love it. And it has the ending, as you alluded to, where uh, um, Jamie uh, attacks the, the stepmother at the end and kind of sets up the sequel of like, oh no, now she's... Like, the, the, again, the whole like, evil passes on thing. Now yeah. she is it. But then they just don't ever... They don't do anything with that. They never idea. touch that, on it again. That idea is completely abandoned. Completely abandoned. So that that's where uh, that one falls for me. Okay. So I will take Michael Myers, the return of Michael Myers, mm -hmm. and I will put that as being in one, two, three, four, five, sixth place. Okay. Better than kills. Not as good as two. Okay. So now it's my turn, and I'm picking up and we after have, We have four two. left, right? One, two, three, four. Yes, okay. we do. We're yeah. back on track. We're back on track here. I'm going to do an audible right here. Yep. Um, I had something else, but I'm going to put 2018 right here. Okay. I had it one better, and I've only watched it once, whereas I've watched the other one a bunch of times. And, yeah, so I'm going to take an audible. 2018 is where, uh, is, is in fourth place. And I want to ask you a question. Yeah. What do you think? How would you feel if they had named this movie Halloween H four O? I don't know. Forty years later. I mean, why not at this point? It is forty years later. Yeah. So H two O was two thousand eight. Yep. This is twenty eighteen. Missed that. Oh wait, nineteen ninety eight, not two thousand eight. Yeah. So this would be. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Exactly 20 years after H2O? Yeah. Come on. Missed they opportunity. should have done that. Plus, there's too many Halloween movies on here. That's why I had to put Rob Zombie on this part. Yeah, right? Just, like, you you have to put the, the year it came mm -hmm. out afterwards. Um, so, yeah. 2018, I, I really like. I really enjoy the movie. The scene where he's just going house to house to house, killing person oh, after that, person. Oh, that one cut? Person. It's not, yeah. it's not really a one cut, but it looks like it. Yeah, it looks like so a one cut. And you can tell for at least big parts of the scene it is one cut. And yeah, that scene is so, so, so it's really good. cool. Um, it might be one of the coolest scenes in the entire franchise. But, and I, I still think there's elements I just like about mm. the other ones better. So that's why this is in fourth. Okay. What was going to be in fourth, that I'm moving up to third. All right, called an audible, love it. Yep. 
is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Okay. I So I rewatched this just recently and was like, I loved it. I was like, oh my god, this feels more like a John Carpenter movie than any of the other ones have since the first one. He does the music for it. He, I think, wrote it, but he didn't direct it. But him doing the music for it alone sets this up, like, certain scenes in it. Like, there's, like, a scene where these guys, like, attack somebody in an alley, and there's, like, there's like his music just mm-hmm. elevates everything oh, yeah. going through this whole thing. And I think the tagline for this movie is so good. Um, whereas the other ones were, the, I think, the year he came home, yeah. right? This one is the, the year, year no back. one came. The yeah. year no one came back. Nice, and because the whole idea with it is that there's a a guy running a toy company, with this his sole purpose is that he wants to release these toys, encourage everybody through a marketing campaign to watch the TV, and then the TV is going to murder all these children mm-hmm. via the mask that have these chips in them, and all of these children's lives are a sacrifice for some god or yeah. something. And it's a pretty cool idea, and it's done extremely well. But the ending to this thing, have you watched it mm-hmm. recently? The ending is so ballsy. Yeah. And the way it just stops at yeah. the end, I was just like, oh my god. This is like, like it has me feeling some type of way where none of the other ones that came before this do. Mm-hmm. And so the music, the interesting idea, there's no Michael Myers in it. But I feel like we could easily, like if somebody else is going to pick up these franchise rights, do a season of the witch sequel. Yeah, you don't need to have the Halloween yeah branding on that. Yeah, so I mean, you you can you can do Halloween season of the witch two. Yeah, or just do season of the witch two. Yeah, well, they're gonna do Halloween. They're gonna put the hairs together. Yeah, they got it. Like if they're paying, they're paying, they pay good money for that. Good money for it. <laughs> well, just if, you, if you're finished, I can I, right. I, I can piggyback off it because I can say my my number four position is season of the witch as well, which. Again, I think, because um, originally it was supposed to be like an, an anthology idea, these Halloween movies are supposed yeah. to be kind of like a different idea each time, right? Yeah. But then the first one came out, made all the money, and they're like, you need to do Michael Myers again. So once he did Michael Myers again, more money, they, they let him do Season of the Witch, which I think suffered from the fact that people now associated the Halloween brand with Michael Myers. Yeah, and, and it's get, the 80s, so people probably like... You saw a movie poster, you didn't see a trailer or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that kind of hurt this movie when it first came out and led to it having a negative reception. I think it's kind of nowadays gotten the respect it deserves because it's a good movie. It's, it's yes, out there. It and is. as you said, it's very much John Carpenter. I was going to say I watched They Live as part of my 30 days of Halloween thing. 31 days. And, uh, and like, I kind of saw like some kind of connections between like They Live and Season of the Witch. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can kind of, like, I really respect that movie. And, like, you asked, like, 15 year old me the great great the Halloween movies this would have been in the bottom like no Michael Myers stupid yeah and like <laughs> poo 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 dumb stupid poo poo <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah um, that's that, I can't say much more than that it's it's really good it's different and I like the fact that like people have given it a second chance second watch and now appreciate it for what it is yeah so that's my number four brings me to number two sorry my number three because that's how numbers work and in uh, number three position, I have Halloween 2, which you had much lower on your list, which is fine. But I think that the the fact that they took a movie that 
that that like iconic as Halloween. It followed up with such a solid sequel, where they just kind of like raised the stakes a little bit more. Like you said, the brutality was more. The uh, the kills were more graphic, and I just really enjoyed that movie. And I think it might be the one I've watched probably the least in the franchise somehow. But I've always watched it like two days ago. Did you? I really like it, and I and I comfortable with it being in my third position. So Halloween two, yeah, and I think mine being in one, two, three, four, fifth place is not a knock on the movie whatsoever. It's just that there's pieces that I love way more than others. Yeah, I think something that might hold it back for me is that Jamie Lee Curtis isn't in a lot of it. And she's a, bedridden. In a yeah, she's bedridden in a hospital. Well, she's one of those the twenty the, kills, the, kills, the Halloween right? kills problem. Yeah. She's, she's, but like, she's at least getting attacked in the hospital. Yeah. Um, at least there's that. There's so, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know, didn't know I wanted that, that, that so much, but here we got it. And, um, at least it, she's getting attacked it's an extremely good follow up to the original. And I mean, it's really good. I will say, we didn't talk about this with Halloween Kills, but those flashback scenes. Oh, yeah. Are so well done. I forgot about those, yeah. Yeah, it's got the guy from the uh, Wolf of Snowy Hollow. Wolf of Snow Hollow, yeah. Jim yeah. Cummings. Yeah, Jim Cummings. He's so good in those. They, the the whole, those flashback scenes. So. The the Loomis thing that they did, I think they brought in a lookalike app. They did. Like, he was like a general contractor they ran across or something. Yeah, they're like, oh, you look like Dr. Loomis. He's like, guys, I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do that now. Uh... <laughs> So, wait, hang on here. Halloween Kill starts off with that cool flashback scene, goes into the firefighter scene, and somehow craps the bed after that. It's all because of the Evil Dies Tonight stuff. It is. That movie should be better. You know what? I think if they combined kills and ends into one movie, you would have one of the best Halloween movies ever. Because you could take out all the Corey stuff. It's not necessary. You could take out a lot of the hospital stuff. You could take out all... All except one part of the evil dies. Like you can have him say it once because yeah. you know you know he has to. He has to. David Gordon Green's not going to let it go. Contractually obligated. Yes, contractually <laughs> obligated. He has to say it at least once. But if you combine those into one movie, which I bet somebody's going to do a fan edit of eventually, I bet it would be one of the best out there. I can see that happening. All right, so we're on to our top two, and you go first, right? Do I go first? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we all know what it's going to be, right? I think we, have we the, both have, have the same H, two movies we left. We both right? have H two O, yep. followed by the original, yep. right? All right, so let's That's talk funny. about yeah. So let's talk about Halloween H two O. So, honestly, this is I think Jamie Lee Curtis at her prime. It's also a, an extremely tight movie. Mm-hmm. They utilize every frame and every second of this movie to its fullest. For everything to occur over like 89 minutes or something. So we can just both talk about this now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just... So, yeah, I think um, you made a point earlier with like how you could stop the franchise Halloween, Halloween 2018. I think you can stop the franchise Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween H2O. 100%. Done. Perfect. Perfect yeah. franchise. Because, well, not, not to shoot to the end of it, but the way that like the movie ends is pretty definitive. And then that's another 100%. that's that's another sin that resurrection makes how they gloss that over. Um, so yeah, like I, I as you said, I love H two O. I uh, I was talking about I know what you did last summer and how I thought it was like the silver medal for ninety slasher movies. It might be H two O now for me. to Be honest with you, 
Like it might be the second best slasher movie of the nineties. Yeah. Like, that's a bold statement, but I really do enjoy it. Um, yes, you said the cast is fantastic. Josh Hartnett, mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis, Michelle Williams, Michelle Williams, um, Alan Alder, Al, Al, Alan Art, uh, Alan, Alan Alda, Alan Alda. Yeah, I that's think. from a that's from a TV show. Um, yeah, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh yeah, he has a great. Uh, the original actress who played uh, Marion Chamber shows up in the movie. Yep, she also shows up in. Two. She also shows up in Ends, but no one cares about that. <laughs> Does she? Yeah, hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the same actress. She gets murdered in the car. Because like the, the 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 doctor and his wife were in the back seat, and they didn't do anything about it, and he just like walks in the car and just like no, it doesn't matter. We're talking about H two O. So uh, L Cool J is a security guard. L Cool J is great. This yeah. is when he was killing it. Yeah, he was trying he to. He did s- this, then he did Deep Blue Sea. Deepest blue is not. Yeah, he didn't make a mo- uh, any music for this movie, which That's is probably for the best. Probably for the best. Uh, yeah, he's trying to like smell. He's trying to like sell like a uh, erotic uh, book or something. He's like on the phone talking to his yeah. girlfriend about, it, and it's it's just great. And yeah, yeah so you really, you really want his character to live. You want to live so too. bad, and then like he gets shot, and you're like, oh, and then like, the other movie, he gets the classic band aid over a bullet wound. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic. Oh, just a just a flesh wound. Just a flesh wound. But yeah, I. I think uh, I don't have anything else you want to keep going about it. I, I really um, love the movie. Well, so it's, I mean, you've got short hair Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. in her 90s when she's doing all of her best work. True Lies came out right around that same not, time. Not in her 90s, in the 90s. Yeah, she's not in her 90s now. <laughs> Did I say in her 90s? No, it's oh, all right. Whoopsie. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's her in her prime, mm-hmm. which I think is a huge benefit of this. And that's why... Just like you said, it's such a waste for her to come back to be like this crazy person with long hair and like, I don't know. Resurrection's such an. She said she set up a, a trap on the roof, but she was a inmate. Stupid. Let's let's not go back to that. So stupid. Uh, and un, uh, another fun thing I saw when I watched H2O is that fun little cameo that her mother gives. Yeah. Where she drives up and like talks to her. I'm like, that's fun. Have you seen the five? No. Her and her mother are in the fog together. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, well, kind of, well, that kind of... It doesn't lessen it, but... People don't know, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, Janet Lee, was the original victim in Psycho. Not the original victim, but the shower victim in Psycho. Yeah. So, she's uh, part of that horror landscape. Yeah. But yeah, so I'll let you lead off to talk about number one. Halloween 1978 is the crown jewel of horror movies for uh, Halloween. It is. It takes place on Halloween night. It created this iconic character. John Carpenter created this iconic score that they still have not gotten away from, and they still bring him back to do different versions of. Can't beat it. And what's interesting is how he does. Like he makes those subtle differences Mm -hmm. between the score and every one of these. I think the score, although it's the same like notes in Halloween Two. From Halloween one, it's like it's very different yeah. because he's playing it with like a different like uh, keyboard or something. I don't know, but like he, he uses a saxophone. Unique, yeah. <laughs> he uses a saxophone. To... <laughs> no, all right, I'm not gonna do that. Let's not do that. Okay. <laughs> so he's putting all these interesting things, spins on it. Um. So like, but like everything that's established in this is like that's it set the groundwork with for wow. what would become one of the greatest horror franchises. The babysitter. Slasher idea, yeah. um, the final girl. Well, not I don't see it. He, they made the final girl, but Laurie Strode was like the first like legit like 
iconic final girl. The masked. The masked. Uh, yeah. The masked killer. Did Texas Chainsaw Master come out before this? I don't know. I don't know either, but they're close. Regardless, this mm-hmm. popularized it. Mm-hmm. You know, they did it better. Yeah, but you, as you said, like the iconic, the music, and the villain, and just yeah, you can't really mess with it. It's a movie that I watch every Halloween. Yeah, me too. I've already I watched to, it. Yeah, I have to watch it. It's on my list for Halloween day. Yeah. So I did have a question for you. Yeah. How do you feel about them doing a running Michael Myers? A running Michael Myers. I don't think you can. I feel like we, we, we were jokingly talking about it earlier about with Jason how he's random movies. It's 13 movies in. I don't think I've seen him pick up the pace at all. You know they're going to do it eventually, right? You Just like they running? did running zombies. They're going to. I don't know if you can. We're eventually going to get every... They're not slowing down with this character. We're eventually going to get every possible version of this. We'll probably get a comedy version of this eventually. Possible. I mean, how much money did those last two movies make? I think they did Banks, though. They did. So It doesn't matter if it's good or not. People are going to watch it. Yeah, just because of the, the, the iconic part we brought up. I don't think I would love a Rodney Michael Myers. I think you'd absolutely hate it. I, 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 think I probably would absolutely hate it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm predictable. I just uh, wanted to see if that question would set you off a little bit. No, nah, it's fine. I, I, I wouldn't like it. I would actually probably absolutely hate it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of his mystique. Not mystique. Uh, mystique. Like, the he ain't going to run for you, but he'll be there. Yeah, and that's the thing. is like, so he, do, he doesn't need to. He's just relentless. Yeah. And that's what, you know, it goes back to that idea. No matter what happens, he's going to keep coming. The shape. The shape follows. Yeah. That's a fun little extra name for him. Yeah. That is. All right, anything else you wanted to add for the Halloween franchise? Nah, I got nothing. Okay, cool. So, then we have a section here on your must-watch Halloween October movies. Okay. So, what are yours? Tell me all about it. All right. So, I went back and forth on this. I was trying to limit the list to five. Okay. And just because there's so many good horror movies out there, I don't want to just like put myself in a box. But I can tell you that... I have nine. You have nine? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, so I'll start off by the most obvious one, because I just mentioned it. It's Halloween. If it's October, it's Halloween time. You've got to put Halloween on at some point. Yep. I have started a tradition for the last bunch of years where Halloween night, I put that on like right when the trick-or-treaters start coming around. And then once that ends, I put on Shaun the Dead just to end my night with a, with, with a little, little bit of... A palate cleanser. A little palate cleanser. So... My number two is Shaun of the Dead, which I think might be the perfect horror comedy. And it is. it's also a great zombie movie. I love the subgenre of zombies, so those would be What's, my what makes it so good is that it is a comedy, but they take the zombie aspect of it seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, so they've got practical effects. Yeah. They've got good acting. When somebody dies, you can tell it matters. Yeah. Whereas like in oh. a scary movie, if somebody dies, you don't care uh. because not this, I'll be I'll be vague. No one's, if you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead by now, please go watch it. But I'll be vague. <clears throat> the, the scene in the bar where a character passes that is absolutely gut wrenching. Like more so yeah. than like most movies. And like they play it straight. And that's it's, what, it's, that's it's a, a strength. Shaun, yeah, it's absolutely a strength. So those would be two of the ones I th- say you have to watch. Uh, number three is probably one you could have guessed for me because I love werewolf movies and Dog Soldiers is my favorite. Mm, really? 
I, I, well, that and American Werewolf. I almost put American Werewolf on here, but I watch it. In Paris, right? Yes, in Paris. <laughs> but yes, Dog Soldiers is a British uh, horror movie. I've talked about it here before. I won't get too far into it, but I have that as a movie I have to watch. And I've only seen it once. I've been thinking about rewatching it recently. You should. Get another watch. I, I obviously love it. Yeah. Um, and then next I put uh, another somewhat recent one. Oh, Dog Soldiers isn't recent, but uh, Train to Busan. Mm. And another movie I won't shut up about. And mm-hmm. I feel like if I don't champion it more, people think I'm like, no. I love that movie. The Fast Zombies again, Korean horror movie. Yeah. Love it. And uh, so those are the ones that I have on here. Okay. So, yeah, and I'm interested to see where, uh, where you want to go. I want to see how many of I want to agree with you on. Okay, so as everybody should know at this point, I'm a massive John Carpenter fan. Mm-hmm. So there are one, two, three, four John Carpenter movies I watch Every single October. Can I try to guess them? Yeah. Okay. Halloween? Yes. Okay. The Thing? Yes. The Thing was my fifth one, and I don't know why I skipped it. I don't know why either. So, uh, Halloween, The Thing, They Live? No. Damn, I thought They Live. Uh, Fog? Yep. There's another one still? There's still another one. Oh my gosh. Alright, I tap out. Prince of Darkness. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that yet. So, I would say... If you are going to watch The Void, you should watch Prince of Darkness first. Okay. The Void takes a lot of inspiration from both The Thing and Prince of Darkness, and also kind of Hellraiser to a point. So, but I would say watch Prince of Darkness. Out of all the movies I have recommended for you to watch lately, Prince of Darkness is the best out of all of them. It's much better, in my opinion, than In the Mouth of Madness. Okay. And it's it's an annual tradition for me. There's a reason I've only watched In the Mouth of Madness once or twice, and I watch this every year. Okay. It's... It's in the gumball machine. Bump it up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe toss another one in there, just so you can increase your chances. All right, all right. But it's so good. Or it's I can so just good. Call, I just call an Audible and watch it tomorrow if I wanted to. You could, and you should. All right. So it's, it is an extremely good movie, and it... It was also one of my... It's I, I didn't put it as a highlight because I watch it every October, so mm. it would always be a highlight. But it's got a great soundtrack, and it's got a great cast, and there's just so many things that are great about it. I think people should know that music matters a lot to you with movies. I, I it think it comes, it comes across very well in this, but... I think so. Yeah. You know, we were just talking about the It Follows soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That brings a ton to that. I think it sets the atmosphere for the movie in a way that is essential to get right. Yeah. The Thing, I've talked about so many times. Everybody knows I love it. Halloween, we've talked about enough. The Fog is one of my favorite horror movies. Once again, the music sets the tone for this movie. They made a remake, and it is one of the biggest pieces of garbage I've ever seen, and it's ungodly boring. Now, one could argue that The Fog is slow, but it is, it's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it, it's got Adrian Barbo in it, it's got... I can't remember his name, but the guy from uh, from Halloween 3 is in it. Yep, I know you're talking about Janet Lee is in it. Yep. Uh, so it's got a great cast. And it really, really feels like a ghost story. More than these other ones. And it starts off with a ship's captain telling a ghost story to kids around a campfire. So, like, it, it very much feels like a Halloween All right, movie. so I have... Disregarded this movie because I saw the sequel and didn't like it. Well, not the sequel, the remake and didn't like it. So I need to go back and just watch it. Yeah. Okay. So Prince of Darkness and The Fog, if you haven't seen them, are so good. Okay. Prince of Darkness is much more uh, 
like it's it's got more violence more blood more gore this has i don't think any blood in it really but it's got kills but mm-hmm. for whatever reason there's just not a lot of blood involved in it but it's a ghost story it's yeah. done extremely well those are the four main ones another one that i wanted to put on here there's those are the four mains yeah. this is kind of like where it gives them the like uh, territory but trick-or-treat okay. i think is becoming one i almost put that on my list like we were talking about earlier it is becoming more and more uh it's catching on with a lot more people yeah you know bunch of spirit halloween and there were decorations for it costumes for it everywhere so it must be popular so yeah. i think it's becoming more and more of a thing i watched it this year for the first time in a few years and i was like oh my god this is so good yeah so um, I think that's becoming one, so that's why I put it on here. Yeah, I watched as part of my 31 Days of Halloween as well, and it's just such a good watch. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's yeah. solid. Next, my next two is, I try to watch at least one Freddy and one Jason movie. Okay. And, I mean, that's really all I got to say. Yeah, you watch Freddy vs. Jason, take care of both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one way to go about it, I guess. Don't do that. Um, yeah, that's not the best version of either one. But I try to catch at least yeah. one of them each each Halloween season. Okay. Um, and then the last one is that I try to also catch one universal classic monster okay. and one hammer horror. I need to start wa- I need to watch those. Yeah, so I mean in the way of hammer horror movies, the Frankenstein movies that they do are done extremely well. And the mummy hammer horror from like 72 or something is like one of my favorites from okay. that era. In the way of universal classics, I mean you've got all the ones that everybody should know about at this point. Wolfman being my favorite, mm-hmm. but I try to catch at least one of those black and whites. I was a big fan of I was a big fan of Invisible Man when I watched it last year for the first time. To be honest yeah, with it's it. really good. Yeah, we both watched Universal ones last year, right? Or the last couple of years? I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Last year, I think I watched Dracula, Frankenstein, and Wolfman. Yeah, didn't catch Invisible Man, but I would like to catch that one soon. Bride of Frankenstein is good. Uh, the Creature movies, so yeah. That needs to, that that reboot needs to happen. It already happened. It's called Shape of Water. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Fair. I mean, is there really going to be a better version of that that comes other than Shape of Water? I haven't seen Shape of Water. What? I know it's weird. Everyone has blind spots, buddy. It's super good. You haven't seen Pumpkinhead. No, I haven't. So yeah, blind spot. Fair. <laughs> I also haven't seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's surprising. I know. Actually, I know. Surprising. People are always shocked by that. I'm just like, well, you know, I just. There's, there's blind spots. You're gonna have there's blind spots. You can't yeah. watch every movie. I know, and yeah, I've so. already seen. What's funny about it is I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, just because it was on one day mm-hmm. back in the cable days with Matthew Connery. You know that one. Yeah. So I've seen that one. I didn't think it was very good, so I was like, "Why well, am I gonna go good. back?" And I've seen the remake. I saw it at the theater, the one with Jessica Biel. Oh yeah. And I saw the I've remake. S- I've seen the one Texas with George, Chainsaw Brewster, but that's... and I saw that one. That's not the remake, is it? No, that's a sequel to the remake. I forgot that. Or a prequel to the remake. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I saw they released this other one that's like, just called Leather Leatherface or something with Alexandra Daddario in it, and it was awful. So I was like, oh, no, I'm not I'm not doing this. I love her. I don't remember that movie at all. It's because it's not good. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> that would be a good reason. One very see- under the radar. Yeah. Yeah, watch Puppet Master 2 at some point. At, yeah. least, at least the first one. Just give it a shot. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> I wanted to do a little bit of news here. Um, okay. Just because, you know, it's the Halloween special. We're talking about horror movies. Let's yeah. do a little horror news. 
So one of the things that's recently been in the news is that Blumhouse and Atomic Monster are possibly combining, merging into one production company. So I want to see what you think about that. Blum Monster. Yeah. Uh, so Monster House. Yeah, you, you sent me this message. I don't know. I think you sent me a couple like like a couple weeks ago. I kind of like read up on it a bit, and it seems like they're gonna keep both branches, but just be part of the same like house. Like kind of like how uh, what's the word here? Production costs and everything would be handled kind of together, yeah. and they'll probably be you know the same producers. Yeah. You know, like James Wan would be getting more involved in their stuff, and Jason Blum would be getting more yeah, involved. That's in what his. I'm thinking. So if if that's how they're doing it, I'm completely fine with it. If they would have like merged and then just become one thing and then kind of like have the amount of horror content that's being released, I would not have been very thrilled with it. But if they're doing it just to kind of like manage cost or uh, keep things um, production moving on things, because I know making movies a lot. Yeah. So if, if they're just doing it to try to make things easier, then completely understand. I'm here for it. I want both companies to keep going and keep putting out movies that I enjoy. So I'm hoping yeah. that this merger won't change anything. Doesn't seem it's going to. So. So let's do a little bit of a read-off of what movies are involved in both franchises. Okay. Right? So why don't I... I'll look up Atomic Monster. You want to look up uh, Blumhouse, and we'll read off some of the big guns in each one of these. Big guns are the whole thing. Um, well, I think that uh, for Blumhouse, there's a lot. I'll get through the Atomic Monster ones pretty quickly. So, Atomic Monster is malignant, if you haven't seen that. I'm a big fan. Did you see that? Yeah. You like it? Yes. Good. Sorry, I'm just trying to find this list here. <laughs> um, also, you've got all of the Conjuring movies are part of Atomic Monster. I apologize. I really, like, I really like Malignant. I'm sorry if I, I was just looking at my phone. <laughs> it, it, Malignant is very good. I was uh, not expecting it to go the way it did, and I, I was a big fan of it. Yeah. It being different. So, you know, I, I think that's part of the, the big thing that they're bringing is this entire franchise that Blumhouse will be able to play around with. I mean, because not, not for nothing, they, the spinoffs of the Conjuring movies have been pretty mid. Mid. Yeah. You like the third one a lot more than I do, too, but that's okay. Not a lot more, but I'm not, like, in, in love with the third one. Pat <laughs> loves the third one. There's a poster in his room. Yeah. Uh, they also did Lights Out, which I am going to be honest, I didn't very much like. I thought it was okay. Um, I thought it was pretty basic. They did uh, M3 again. <laughs> just, I was annoyed you beat me to the joke. Yeah, I did. Uh, you they, already got it in last time. I did, so. yeah. uh, they're doing M3 again 2.0 too. They also did Mortal Kombat, the new one, which I really like. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's got a lot of room for improvement. It's got a lot of room for improvement, but it's good. Yeah. It's a good starting point. <laughs> I watched The Nun 2 last night. What would you think? I think it's much better than the first one. Um, it's still not a great movie, and I thought it was probably 10 or 15 minutes too long. Okay. I remember, it's worth a watch. Yeah, the first one... Yeah, just, nothing else to go The on first there. one... Well, i got to watch Prince of Darkness now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I watched, it didn't stick in my head at all. I just went in and went out. And it's I not remember, good. I remember like one scene with the bell. We talked about this. It's so bland. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm looking at uh, Blumhouse here, and you're right. There is a lot. And I would say probably their first big hit was Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm. All of its subsequent sequels. They did Insidious and all of its subsequent sequels. Oh, so that must be where they started collaborating with James Wan. Yeah, see, yeah he's the director of that. They uh, did Sinister too, right? Scott Derrickson did Sinister. But Blumhouse didn't. Yeah. 
produce it? No, they did. They that, did. That was the next thing I was going to bring up. Oh, all right. That's all right. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Uh, so Sinister they did. They did the Purge movies. Um, Oculus, which I kind of liked, to be honest with you. Kind of, yeah. Um, so, yeah. They, there's also the Tooth Fairy with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, they wow. did that. So that, that's that's real good. They need to uh, remake that as well. The Ouija movies. Uh, Lazarus Effect. The Lazarus. Creep. Have you seen the Lazarus? It Lazarus? should be better. It should be much better. It's not. It's not. Um, Creep they did. A um, bunch of like sequels to Sinister and all those other ones all in here. Hush. That's a good movie. That is a good movie. Mike, Mike Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get Out. The Jordan Peele movies are all in here. Oh, wow. So, yeah. they. So, they, them, those must have been co-productions with Monkey Paw. They had to have been. Actually, I'm not sure if Monkey... I think Monkey Paw might have started after Get Out. I'm not sure. doesn't matter. So, like you look at like this has been like... Ma, uh, Prey, apparently they had involvement with. So you look at, like, all of, like, the the recent horror, like, hits, like, this company's had a hand in, pretty much. Yeah. Well, one of these two companies has had a hand in. Well, I'll say the... It, would, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing to have Jason Blum helping out with some of these Conjuring spinoffs to make them better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Because I think when James... I think James Wan does the best with his own movies. Yeah. But expanding his universe when other people got control of it, they didn't do it nearly as well as he did. So, I think it could be a good thing. I think it could be a good thing, too. And like like you said, as long as they keep putting out the same... Wasn't Jason Blum involved in the Halloween remakes? Yeah. Yeah. Did you say that? No. Oh. I looked at him. Didn't say him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Just scan right over him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just talked about these. Yeah. (laughs) The people might want to know this, but I'm not this telling is a them. movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we were just talking about. Okay. So yeah, and the most recent one they did was uh, Exorcist: The Believer, which is you've seen. Have it? you seen that? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I it didn't was, look good. I thought you saw it. No. no I didn't see it. It didn't look it good. Doesn't look what good. do you want from me? It doesn't look good. <laughs> I, I'm saying the same thing. I'm saying the same thing as you, just a little differently. Yeah, it's like it's, it it's like you look at it and you're like, eh, it looks like they're not doing nearly as well as yeah. some of these other possession movies. Like, talk to me. Yeah, which we did. Oh my god, talk to me so good. We didn't bring up we were do, we, we we did that episode about possession movies. We didn't even talk about talk to me. Yeah, talk to me. If you haven't seen talk to me, it should be on Netflix right now, I believe. Um, per social media, it looked like it was going to. So I think it said the twenty sixth. Yeah. I haven't looked. So yeah. the most recent Blumhouse film. Watch it. Do watch it. Most recent Blumhouse Blumhouse film was Totally Killer. Which have you caught that one yet? Mm, on I have not. Amazon Prime. It's enjoyable. Give it a watch. Yeah. It's not super scary, so maybe even Sarah would like it. Yeah, I'll have to. All right, so that's enough of the uh, Blumhouse Atomic Monster stuff. Uh, one thing I just wanted to talk, talk about briefly is it was recently announced that the Black Phone 2 is in development and should be releasing in summer of 2025. How? How will it release? I mean, how... Like, how will they make a sequel? Yeah. It hasn't been announced, uh, but in the way of ideas of how they could do it, I mean, really, they've already established that ghosts exist, that mm-hmm. the supernatural, uh, that the afterlife exists, so all of that. So, if I was going to guess, it would be that the killer from the first one is going to be back as a ghost or something. What was his name? The Taker, maybe? Something like that? Something like that. Uh, so, that's what I did one. But, I mean, if you're watching this, this you, you probably are up on horror movies, so you know what happens in the black phone. So I thought, like, without Ethan Hawke's character being alive... Adam's, Adam Thatcher's watching this right now, just like, damn it. Like, he, needs, he needs to get on. Yeah. Get on. Adam. 
Whoopsie. Get out of it. <laughs> and so anyways, I thought with his character being, you know, killed at the, the end of that movie, how would you do another one? But you're right, they could do it. They've already established ghosts. Yeah. And also, like, the, the phone is still a thing. So you could just have someone else move into the house and then the phone's in the basement and maybe that's where you go from there. Like, pick up the, the kid picks up the receiver and then he releases the taker or whatever his name is. Maybe. Yeah, that could be a way to do it. Um, I'm happy about that because I enjoyed the black phone. So yeah. I, I look forward to it. Scott Derrickson announced it, so I'd imagine he'll be directing it again. You'd hope. And, yeah, if he if he's not, then I would have to imagine it will be a bad movie. <laughs> but, but, but if both him and Ethan Hawke are involved... I think that to me speaks to it being a good movie. Yeah. It, but it, it it might also have nothing to do with Ethan Hawke's character, but I think it'd be a disservice to not involve him. So, but he doesn't do sequels very often. So no. maybe he won't be. So who knows? They could also have his character with just the mask on and never show his face, and that would be that would be good. Yeah, because the mask is kind of it was a big part of the marketing for that movie. So yeah, I don't want to say it's iconic, but it's out there. It might be. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I liked the black phone. Okay, so the last thing I had yeah. was uh, that they've released a trailer for this movie, Night Swim, that I wanted to see if you had watched no. and what you think of it. No, but I did, uh, when I was looking at the Atomic Monster Blumhouse Union, I did see that that's their next movie coming out in January, which January movies are kind of terrifying, but it's not quite the dead zone it used to be. Like, you can get a good movie in January now. I thought you meant like the movie Dead Zone. No, I don't. But, Look uh, it up. Watch the trailer right now. Watch the trailer right now? Yeah, I'll just, like, cut ahead. Alright, I'm in. It looks good, right? Yeah, and that's all you need to show for the trailer. Just show that one scene. I don't even know the entire movie. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the entire movie might take place in that one scene, you know? You could have an hour and a half of her just swimming that's around true. that pool being attacked. I don't have any idea. Yeah. But it looks like there might be sort of, like, another... Not for nothing. Looks like there might be sort of another dimension seeping into hers, yeah. or something like that. Like the upside down kind of, or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. I mean, that that could work. Like, I, I mean, on paper, the idea of it. It is based on a short. Oh. That was successful. So like lights out. I have no idea. Lights out was the short that was successful. Okay. So. That's okay. Um, it's Atomic Monster. Uh, James Wan is producing mm-hmm. it. And it's based off of, like, they liked the short enough that they were like, we can do a feature length of this. Which and is great. And so, yeah, so I, I, I think there's enough there. Wyatt Russell is the boyfriend oh, nice. that abandoned her in that pool. I didn't even notice him. Yeah, you couldn't tell. He no. wasn't the focus of it whatsoever. But I just noticed because I was looking it up afterwards. But yeah, I'm in for the idea, and I'll, I'll probably watch that. Yeah, I'll so. definitely watch that. I mean, on paper, Haunted Swimming Pool sounds stupid. But yeah, it, <laughs> I, th- it took me forever to watch the trailer just because of that, but I kept seeing people bring it up online, and I was like, okay. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, it looks, it looks uh, interesting. I, you know I'm always down for a new scary movie, so yeah, I'm in. Cool. Yeah. I, I bet the tagline's going to be like, it'll be like a quote, and it'll be like, does for swimming pools what Jaws did for oceans, or <laughs> what Psycho did for showers. <laughs> it's going to be something like that. Or like, Something about, like, life guard on duty or some garbage like that. Yeah. The death guard is on duty. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but what should happen? I don't have anything better than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be, like, well, it says haunted swimming pool. Wait. The synopsis. No running at the pool. Nice. 
So just, just like the dots? Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Well, what is there at the pool? Dying. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No dive zone. No yeah. die zone. <laughs> I can't after that. <laughs> Don't get in too deep. Nah, I mean. Uh, nah, I mean. Nah, I mean. Nah, I mean. I'm good. I can't think of anything else that uh, really has been in the news lately other than those. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for coming of today. Course. Thanks for having me, my friend. Thank you all for watching. I hope you have a happy Halloween. Please, whatever you're watching or listening to this on, follow it, like it. And if you're not following me on Instagram, please do that. It's at Barknight Podcast. Bye. Bye.